bell No sweat, now feeling swell Gee golly, it's a beautiful day I'm gonna burn my troubles away I'm going to Hello! Hello. Hello. Welcome to... <laughs> right, okay, let's try that again. Let's try that again. Uh, I keep that, thinking that wasn't as smooth war. as I was expecting it to be. Right, we'll start that again. We'll start that again. <laughs> right, right, go ahead. Hello and welcome to Gamer Knots episode 14 with myself, Billy. I am Sean. Yeah! And today we're talking more, probably about Elden Ring to be honest, because you finished it. I did, I did finish uh, Elden you've, Ring. You've managed to beat the sting. You've finished it. Is your yeah, ring you've... completely intact in the back of it? My ring is well and truly intact. My ring has Good. been mended. Good. Was My it beautiful shattered? Ring. And now it's and now it's all back to as one complete whole. Yes, I was a, a shattered, broken person leading up to the end of Elden Ring. It was a very stressful... I'm not sure what came over me when I was playing it. I just there's something about because uh, I haven't actually played. When, when did we last record this? It was uh, say not last Sunday, last but the, the Thursday or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the Thursday like of uh, not last week, but the week before the Thursday. So over seven days ago, like eight or nine, ten days ago. Um, I wasn't really playing it as much then. I took a break from that time, but something came over me on. I think it was like. Thursday. I need to turn on my PS5 to look at the timeline to actually give an accurate timeline of what happened. But uh, I thought, you know, what? I'm just going to sit and play this because I, I look, I looked up online, and realized I was very close to the end. I thought I've literally got two areas left, and they're fairly small areas. I may as well just go for it because in those last two areas, it's pretty much just boss fights. I thought this should be fine. Um, and the game just took over my life for like a couple of days, and I just went through a <laughs> really wild, wild ride of emotions. Uh, I was all over the place. I took it out on my family. Uh, <laughs> just my, imagine uh, you going downstairs, <laughs> your mom just like, asks, What's, are you okay, Sean? Are you, what, what would you like for your dinner? And you're just there, bloodshot eyes, start going, sorry, mom. And you just take your rage out and start throwing the bread, just all sorts. Is that my? Because I look after my uh, little cousin Elise throughout the week, uh, Monday Thursday. But on the Friday, they brought over my other little cousin Eve. Um, then my mom brought her into the room so I could see her, and I was just not interested. I was like, I was fighting this one boss, and I was like, oh, hi. And the mom kept talking to her and talk, talking to me and trying to go, oh, look, Eve, look at this, and I'm like, just in my head going. Just, I'm, I'm not in the mood. I, I'm in a really bad place. I'm in a really bad place right now. Um, that genuinely almost snapped at them, which is just terrible. But I was, there was a really, I was in a really bad mood because of Elden Ring. But um, we'll get into that. I've also got another thing to talk about as well. Uh, oh, hail the sting! Uh, tunic or tunic? Uh, a little Game Pass game that came out. Um. We'll talk about that after Elden Ring. But also, I've got to tell you this earlier. I have an announcement. Oh. We are committed to our recording software for a whole year. I paid a year subscription. Oh, damn. Because, yeah, I got a, an email through saying, hey. I mean, they're just 
Oh, that's technically isn't a gift. They are giving me a gift as well, which is on its way. It should be here Wednesday. Hopefully, it's a new microphone. Insert heavy breathing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, but um, yeah. So I got an email saying, "Oh, we noticed you've been using Riverside a lot. So we thought we'll give you a fifty percent off for an annual subscription." So I added up how much that would cost, and it would pretty much be cheaper than what I'm paying now per month. Um, because I'm using a code that gives me a like instead of like nineteen dollars a month, I get it for like six dollars a month or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I thought I may as well just pay it upfront. So I paid like fifty odd quid. Now we have it for a year. Yeah, that's very good actually. Yeah, I thought I committed to this. I'm also, I am like, I'm. There's a few things I'm not happy with this podcast. There's two things. One me. <laughs> We're getting rid of you immediately. <laughs> With immediate effect, I'm, I'm retiring. <laughs> I'm announcing this today. No, it's a uh, the cover art. I literally paid like two quid for that on a on a, a generator thing online. I just literally typed the name of the podcast and then I looked, typed down gaming theme. Then I popped up the night through on there. I'm not happy with it. I want a unique artist made themed cover art. And I've been looking on Fiverr, you know that website Fiverr? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like, there's a lot of really talented people on there. Uh, and I'm thinking of, at some point this year, I don't know when, but it will happen. I want someone to make a unique cover art, like a nice proper podcast cover art instead of this sort of generic thing we have going. That's not really not the best, it's not that inviting. Um, I mean, it has a, it's purple and it has a, clip art of a controller on it to me so you know it's gaming oh as you, if you couldn't tell from the name itself obviously but i have a vision in mind of what i want it to be uh i think it'll be awesome i just need to find the right artist because i've been looking i'm like i'm looking at all these arts uh pieces and i'm like oh this just doesn't fit what i'm seeing in my head um but the problem is i was looking for podcast cover art so i decided what happens if i type in album cover art hopefully someone out there would make because it's essentially a, a album cover art type. It's, you know, it's mm. the same resolution on... I can't, I can't remember. It's so many by so many resolution. 3,000 by 3,000 or something. Um, so I thought, oh, maybe it's better if I type in just album cover art. Because like, people make cover art for albums on there. And a lot more stuff came up that was way more... Uh, like, in the style that I was imagining. So I just need to spend time looking through there and find the right person to do it with and you can work with them and say this is what I want so I've got like all these pictures I've done all these, okay, this is the kind of uh, style I want it's the kind of colours and the kind of font I think it'll look awesome uh, I just need to find the right person but it may be costly I don't know the, the one I see person the art commissions at, can be quite expensive yeah it's, it's still really good deals on there though like people saying oh for like 80 quid I'll do the podcast cover art I'll make you a, a social media package where you can have banners and stories you can you know story themes you can put video clips into and stuff like that and it gives you like a whole package to use across a facebook twitter twitch banners that kind of stuff um which is really neat but i still haven't found the right person yet also the other second thing well third thing the second thing we're not getting rid of bill he's staying and the third <laughs> thing <laughs> as uh, music i really like our intro music the sort of the Miracle of Sound, uh, going nuclear song, but it doesn't really fit with. I don't. Know, I like it because it's Fallout related, and I like Fallout. Um, 
and it's, it's a good intro song, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind something unique there as well. Um, and I've got an idea for an outro song, but I have to contact the artist to see if I can use it. But it's like a band that made one album, and that's it. And there's no like, information on them at all, apart from this one YouTube comment that this YouTube account left because someone said in the comments, "Oh, I wonder what they're up to now then, or why they stopped." Didn't make any more albums. Uh, and YouTube comment says, oh, the reason why is because blah, blah, blah. Then they had the name of their, and it's like a production company they do now. They make video game trailers and stuff. So I thought, oh, maybe All I need right. to contact that company and say, like, whoever the person was in this band, can I use this song as an outro? I need to do that at some point. Uh, it's a song It's a song from Driver 3. It's one of the songs from Driver 3. And it was in this uh, Driver 3 soundtrack. I think well, there's one part of the song that's a really good Solid outro, because we don't have any, we just we don't have an outro. We just say bye, then it ends. So I'd like to have a nice <laughs> <laughs> sort of outro at the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I have plans for it. But yeah, I, I put some money into it. I committed. I want mm-hmm. I want to do, uh, make this bigger and better, and hopefully, my new gift will make it better. Whatever it is, <laughs> I really hope it's just it. like a, a t-shirt or something. I really do. You're getting it. Oh, maybe a microphone. There you go. I a know. t-shirt. <laughs> Thanks, man. All they said is it'll help my it'll be a great addition to my remote recording setup. So I thought it's not. It can't just be a t-shirt. If it is, it's fine. I, I like I like free clothing, but I don't see how a t-shirt would help me. You know, unless they are looking through my webcam and realize I'm naked most of the time. I'm not really. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm joking. I'm fully clothed. I hope so. I hope so. It's too cold. From the waist down, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's acceptable, yeah. Anyway, Bill. Let's talk about Elden Ring. The Elden Sting. We, talk, we talked about it last week. I talked about it a lot last week, but I want to hear... I finished it, but I want to hear what you've been up to in Elden Ring. So, I've finished no so i've not finished the game so i am now on the mountain tops of the giants um so you had so who's the guy that yeah so you had to go to the eternal city um which was huge that area was massive because I, I was like yeah. well, i'll do is I'll, I'll poke my head in i'll see how i get on um and have a wee wander around and i did and next thing i know it's like two days later and i'd still wandering my way, way around the city and I was like how big is this place um, oh is it the capital but, I mean sorry yeah, yeah, yeah so like the what, what was it called again um, just the capital it? city just the capital city what, what am I thinking uh, uh, anyway I don't know you're uh, thinking of I, Necron or whatever it's called oh Necron maybe Necron that's it uh, yeah uh, oh yeah no, I definitely am the underground so, city so I was walking around the capital city just got lost for for ages. Just trying to find something, anything to find in this city, and there was a lot to find. Um, but anyway, you eventually find a way. And you get across the bridge, and you're like, "Actually, I can get across to find a bridge." And you're like, "All right, maybe I can go across to the mountain top of the giants and have a wee wander in there." Just well, just well in this vicinity. Um, yeah, no. So you get presented with an invisible wall. That's like this, this, or it's an invisible wall, but they call it a magic barrier, where it's like 
the it's blocked off by Mar Margot Margot. Um, oh. And you're like, all right, so you actually can't get into this area until you've beaten the main boss inside the capital city. And I was like, all right, so now you have the fun part of trying to find where this boss is. Oh, right. And I didn't have that because I, I killed the boss before I even decided to go to the mountaintops area. Oh, so I don't even know there was so a I, I didn't have any intention to go to the mountaintops area. It was just while I was in that area, I was like, well, I can grab oh, right, across. Okay. Um, I'll just have a wee wander and see what's going on over there. And it, yeah, I actually can't go. It's just blocked off by Margaret. And you're like, right, okay, so you need to finish this area. You have to go beat the boss. And then you can go on. Um, so I went, uh, spent another wee while, um, found Margot, so, well, you had to fight that wee sort of, like, ghostly human, humanoid boss, I can't remember what his name was, um, which I stopped, it was on top of the, this big massive tree, and you're like, alright, okay, beat him, and then went to, the, like, the boss area, um, and Margot was actually quite easy. I didn't actually think it was that difficult, not in comparison to other boss fights that you've had up until that point. Um, I think I'm maybe like I stumbled on him once just because he, you know, hadn't seen the fight and he'd used a move that I wasn't expecting. I was like, oh, right, okay, that's that's got me down. Next time, I, th I think I think it was on my third attempt that I got him, just because second try you, you go in like, all oh, right, I know the fight now. <laughs> Start swinging around and you completely neglect mechanics. Um. Yep, and then you just die to it because you're like, oh, I can do this. This is easy, easy boss fight. <laughs> Dead. No, all right, okay, whoops. Uh, so I got on my third attempt, and then spent about another two hours trying to remember where that bridge was, trying to go back to <laughs> to go across to the mountain top of the giants. I, took, I, I sat there for ages, racking my brain as I almost ran around the whole bloody capital again. Like, where is this? Where was that bridge again? It was around this place somewhere. Um. To remember it was in that sand area. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Man, um, that capital city is insane. It was mental. When I first like, saw it, I thought, oh my god. <laughs> That's it's, just... <laughs> it's quite overwhelming oh. when you arrive. It's huge. So like, this is a game in itself. Um, mm -hmm. Or like, this is like a whole chapter in itself. Um, which is, like, I was quite... I, I really enjoyed, though, that, that capital city. Um, I thought it was a really really cool part of the map that presented itself with you know challenges in itself um some of the areas where you know we had like the big knights and stuff with shields um like some of that was quite tough to get by you were like all right i'm a bit overwhelmed here um but i it was I, I i was definitely like a highlight for me that part of the map um, yeah, I'll, I'll remember that bit for a quite a long time. That probably more so than maybe like Caleb or something. Um, or definitely remember that capital city because just of its sheer size and aesthetically very very pleasing. Um, it's like oh, they actually like being here. I'm getting a house. Um, until you find like the giant slugs and the rats, and you're like mm, maybe not. Um, but yeah, no, did you ever? Um, did you ever? Stumble into the sewers? Yes. Yes, I did. My God. Um, it's like a whole other city below the city. I know. It's, that's the thing. is that It's not just the 
the capital city there's is just this entire network of sewers underneath it as well which leads on to other parts so like a slum area um yes like jesus like how big is this place that, that that's why i was like you know you can't go in here thinking right i'll only be like once you know where margaret is you could probably go straight there if that's your goal is just to go straight to him just run right through it um but it was just like area after area after area and you're like this is there is no end to this and there's like what two or three mini bosses as well in that mm-hmm. area um because you had the gargoyle and then some other thing as well i can't remember this name but it was like two or three different areas or two that's two, uh, two or three different mini bosses um it's just like that, that, this is ridiculous <laughs> this is just so so large um but no, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think that's why yeah. Margot was a wee bit sort of like... I wouldn't say it was a, it was a cool boss fight. I did, I did some cool stuff. I just think by the time I got out of there, I was just such a high level that I was, you know, I was probably a wee bit too overpowered for where the game wants me to be um, mm-hmm. at that point. And I was like, all right. Um, but no, I was like, I loved that area. I was so, so good. I came away thinking, hmm. Love that. It's incredible, yeah. yeah. Just even the, I love the when you first walk into the city, they have that whole, massive hole in the wall. Yeah. And you just outside the hole in the wall, you can just see this massive city, this massive dragon, this like frozen or stone mm-hmm. dragon hovering over it. And it's like, oh my god, this game just. There's every moment they just throw these little vistas in there that just blow your mind. Yeah. But the one you when you come out of Stormware Castle and you see the Lakes of Lurnia area. You think, oh my god, and you see the massive academy in the distance, you think, oh holy shit, this is just incredible. And they just keep doing that over and over and over again, and it just never fails to... It was it was really did harken back to that first time out the sewers in Oblivion for me, but just mm-hmm. that over and over again, and they just continue to top themselves all the time. So mm-hmm. No other game has done this, it's just amazing. Yeah. Oh, that was it. You could tell that they've focused on every tiny wee inch, you know, every wee bit of detail in that game. Um, that they want to present you with surprises and things to make you keep going. Um, oh, it's, it's incredible! Like I, I think that it was the what was it? There's a chest that actually takes you up into the top of like a tower. Um, and you can actually see like the dragon, and you're like, "What is that?" And then when when you come over like the hill, and like you said, through look through that wee hole, you're like, oh, "There's the dragon." This big dead dragon in the middle of a city. Amazing. And, and then you get to Yeah. Yes. So cool. Yeah, the capital city is definitely a highlight for me. I think uh, of all the areas, I think Caleb is my least favourite. Um, so far, yes. Probably. Um, oh, that, see, I'm not... The boss fight there was awesome. The, bo- the boss fight was the pro- it's been one of the best boss fights I think so far in that area it was so good that wee donkey yeah the entire area the entire area the boss fight took place in was the same size as like Limgrave and Weeping Peninsula combined yeah <laughs> it's just insane apparently there's a bug in that on the map thinking what is there it's just massive open them. space um, apparently there's a bug in um, the Redan fight that if you start climbing a mountain they can just keep jumping up it Redan can't do it and eventually falls off the cliff. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, apparently. I, was, I saw some people talking about that earlier. It was like... Well, that's a good way oh, of cheesing it. 
yeah, they said that that's the cheese. Um, I was like, ah, wish I knew that earlier, but all right. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a cheese I discovered for a later boss fight in the game that I just wish I knew about. I thought, oh, if I knew this, I would have. It would have made the boss fight a little bit easier because it was like a two-stage mm-hmm. boss fight. And the cheese was like really unfair. I was like, wow, this you could completely skip this first phase of this fight by just doing this one thing and it just saves you you saves your mimic tier from getting damaged, it saves you from using health potions and uh mana potions and stuff like that. I thought man if I knew that that would have made the last fight just a little bit easier. But uh oh well I managed to get through it anyway. So you're in the mountaintops now? So I'm in the mountaintops of the giants at the moment. Um it's quite a small area. It's not a big place. Yeah. Um, the area you're in now is you can get through it fairly quickly, but there's like uh, two. There's like mountain tops. The one next to it is like the snow. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, uh, I can't remember the name. Um, but it's like a snowy area. So I've been trying to get that way. It's quite linear. You can kind of tell that this yeah. is kind of like your final bit. Um, so where, where am I at the moment? I'm at the fort. In the mountain tops where Commander Niel is. Ah, um, oh, yes, C- Castle Saul. It's called Castle Saul. Um, that's the one. So I've explored that place inside and out, and the only thing I've not done is beat Commander Niel. And the only reason I haven't is because imagine playing a Pokemon game where you know you're a fire type. No, sorry, you're a grass type, and your opponent's a fire type. It's kind of like that. Or Commander Niel is like he, every move he uses is super effective against me. Yeah, um, he was like, tough. He's I've kind of twigged how you beat him, but it's just a case of beating him. Um, but yeah, so I got him to like half HP yesterday and died, and I was like, oh, so I, you know what? I'm just gonna stop this. This is incredibly annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll just come Bloody annoying move that he does where he just swings yeah, his sword it, around over and this big storm of frost is like, oh, yeah, I hate you when you do this. Is that he one shots me with it? And that's why I'm like, oh no. Um, it's not as if I'm like under leveled either. I'm like at level 106 or something. Um, and every time I do hit him, does a significant amount of damage. It's just that I can't yeah. hit him enough to get him down quickly. Um, because you need to take he also he's got two, those two ghosts as well. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, I could probably get through it much, much quicker. But I can get the ads down fairly quickly. But by which point, you know, you'll be like, right, turn your attention to Commander Niel. <laughs> Dead. And you're like, all right. Guess we're starting this again. Um, One so thing I'm, that bothered stri- me um, in that fight was because the site of Grace is in a church close by. Yeah, it's a bit of a runaway. You have a bit of a run. Yeah, it's a run all the way up. But then as you're running all the way up, you get things running behind you. So whenever I would go into the fight... Oh, the Mimic Tear would start attacking the wall. <laughs> yeah, the Mimic Tear would start attacking the wall. When, did this, I'm not sure if this happened to you, but did the enemies from outside come into the fight at one point for you? No, but the... I had instances where the guy with the two swords that spawns the door before you leave the area, the the little building before you go into the boss gate, there's this guy that spawns with like two swords. Yeah. At one point, he came into the boss fight. I was fighting three of those enemies. I was like, oh my god, where did this guy come from? <laughs> Not realizing he somehow clipped through the boss door. It's because they teleport. Um, but oh, that's it, right, they do. Yeah. 
So they if 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 you time it, I, I think they can. So like, see if you walk through just as they're like teleporting in, he will teleport in with you because the wall's right. not like registered yet. Um, it's not happened to me yet though, thankfully. Don't know if maybe there was a patch, so I don't know if that's maybe fixed it. Yeah, that was pre-patch for me. That whole fight because that 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 would just make that fight, you know, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like imbalanced. Yeah, it really did. It was unfair. Yeah, uh, because then it's just too heavily on the side of the boss to to beat you at that point. Having three of them, they need to give you some form of advantage. Um, well, I uh, I love the mimic tier. It makes life much easier. Mimic tier is a wonderful thing, except for when it's attacking the the wall because you've just ran past everything. <laughs> it's just attacking or people. Standing the wall, there you're doing like, nothing. Yeah, and you're like stop it. Um, but I've I've just I just killed the. I can't remember the name of them, but the Shrieker things that spawn in those ghostly enemies. I, I just kill them on the way up. So it, oh, yeah. It just makes things a wee bit easier. And it also stops your Mimic Tear from, from from just standing at a wall and you're jumping away from three things. Um, I tried the dogs as well on it, but the dogs don't work as well in that fight as the Mimic Tear does. Yeah, the Mimic Tear really is a tank, especially at level 10. Like just takes a ton of damage. It's insane. I know, so I wish I could take that much damage. <laughs> oh, God. What, what was that it I was fighting? Well. It was the... What was it called again? Uh, I can't remember. But it was the... It was the beast that like grabs you in their mouth and shits fire at you. And it's like, if it grabs you, you're dead. But the Mimic tier would only lose oh, yeah. part of its HP. And you're like, God, I wish I was that powerful. <laughs> wish I was that tanky. Oh, I was I was I was constantly thinking that in the last few bosses I was struggling with, uh, in the game, which I suppose I'll get on to now. I've got my PlayStation up, so it all it all started on because on the fifteenth of March, I defeated Commander Neil or Nile, whatever it's called, uh, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back to the volcano area, the volcano manor, because I hadn't fully explored that yet. Dude, it was really bugging me. Is there's a weapon that I really wanted, and it was a sword, and it scales perfectly with my build, and I'm like, yes, yes, I need that weapon, I need that weapon. Um, so I did all the side quest stuff to get it. Um, and what it is is that you have to beat all three of the requests of the Volcano Manor. Oh, um, the assassin requests, or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, basically. Um, on the third one, you get given this weapon, and it's a sword, and it scales perfectly with faith. And I was like, I want it, I need it, mm. I'm going to have it. Um, yeah, because I've beaten the boss of Volcano Manor, I can't get it. So I got the first two, but I didn't get the sword, because she's too busy eating his face. And I was like, oh. Oh. Damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you You don't get the sword. And I was like, oh god, I really hope that wasn't a rare sword that's going to stop me from getting this trophy. The, no, no, it doesn't. Um, I was, I was, it, it, was, it was so good as well. It looks absolutely amazing. It scales so perfectly with everything I've got. And I'm absolutely gutted. <laughs> so I really want it. I was actually, I was going to bring that up while you've mentioned this. Yeah, this in my head. But I got, I, I got the platinum. I got all the trophies. Nerd. And part of the platinum is getting all the legendary armaments and talismans and stuff like that, and ashes of war and sorceries. Uh, 
I could help you get that achievement early if you wanted, because you can do it in co-op, and you can drop the weapons. And if you just pick them up, you can get the trophy. So when for uh, in your end game, when you finish the game, it would save you a lot of hassle getting the platinum because you could just get the platinum, not the platinum, get the trophies for that stuff now. Then when you finish the game, or before you finish the game, or do any of the endings, you you don't need to worry about going all over the map to look for those that all that stuff. Uh, I could just give it to you, and you can get that, the trophy. That would be very useful. Thank you. Yeah, I'll do that. So I've got a. Uh, you, to get the platinum, I, I got all the endings, and I had to do the save trick on the PlayStation, where you copy the save to the cloud. Yeah, I need uh, to do that as and well. And then re-download it. So yeah, I managed to get all the endings, and there's like a there's a site of grace right before the end. Does it come up as like a? Just, um, does it come off as like this is like you know point of no return or something? No, it just comes up. You you spawn in this room, and it's like. Okay, there's uh for the Age of Stars ending there's like a little message on the floor that's blue. And then for the Elden Ring end the Elden Lord ending is like a a thing that's in the middle of the room. You can just tell that it's the the end because you defeat the last boss and then you're just stuck in this area and you get you get a sight of grace. Oh, so you don't have to fight your boss what... again. No, no, you don't. After the boss you get a sight of grace, then that's the last sight of grace you get. And you can just save it there. Before right. you do any of the endings, because the ending is just basically walking up to something and pushing triangle to start it, uh, or X or whatever. Then you just watch a cutscene. Oh right, okay, so you can kind of tell. Yeah, you can definitely tell. Because um, the last, like, I could say the last like boss a pic- is the Elder Beast, it isn't it? <sighs> yes, <laughs> I've heard of the Elder Beast. The Elder Beast, yeah. So I'll I'll get to that. Um, but yeah, this this a. Uh, that's the, the last fight. Um, and just after you finish that, a lot of cutscene happens, and then you're just in this room where there's nothing happening, and there's just like something in the middle, and you go up to it, and it says, would you like to view... Well, it doesn't say that, but you can just like... It says, like, mend the ring. And you think, oh, okay, this is the end. Or on the floor, there's like a a little message that like a, another player would leave, but it's blue, when she was left by uh, Rani. You activate that, and then it shows you her ending. That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So you basically just pick that. So there's a set of grace right next to that. So you just go to the set of grace, rest there, then it comes up the little saving icon. Then you can just exit the game, copy it to the cloud, and then get back, go back off, go into the game, then do the ending. Once you finish the ending, close the game, go back to the cloud, download it from the cloud, then it'll overwrite it on the console, then just go back into the game and just do that three times, and you get three of the endings. Very quick. Right. Takes about 10 minutes. Um, I, I would not be strong like I was in Bloodborne. I would, like, I would have had the platinum for that if it wasn't for <laughs> for getting to do the because it's the same in Bloodborne. Is that when you finish the game, um, there's like three different endings to it, um, but it puts you straight into New Game Plus as soon as you finish it with no way back. Um, the, the good thing this game does is that it actually gives you, well, it doesn't put you into New Game Plus if you view an ending. It shows you the cutscene, but then it says, "Would you like to go into Ugin Plus?" And you can select no. Then it just sends you back to your old save. Yeah, but it doesn't give you an option to view the ending again. Ah, uh. so you have to save it before you do any of the endings. But it doesn't force you into New Game Plus. It just says, "Well, if you would like to go back to New Game Plus, you can just go back to the round hold, round table hold, whatever it's called." Uh. 
and then go to someone and activate the new game plus. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you like a, a picture of it or something of how the room looks. As soon as you see it, you like just remember is like just go to the site, agree, save it, do the save trick on the PlayStation, where you upload it to the cloud, turn off auto sync. Seems to be annoying on Xbox. No, I don't know how you do it on Xbox. On Xbox, you oh, there is a trick to doing it. Um, I think there's a few more steps to it, but you can do it. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. I had it up. Here it is. So on Xbox... Oh, it's gone. This guide I had up to make sure I was doing it right. Listed the save stuff. It was kind of... Oh, no, here it is. Uh, disc- you got the thing with the Xbox, you have to disconnect yourself from the internet. Oh, uh, oh, right. Yeah, that makes sense. So it doesn't like sync to the cloud so you can at all. Clear, you can like clear local. Yeah. So when you uh, immediately do the ending, disconnect, close the game, clear local saves, go back online, go back onto the game, and then the, the Xbox automatically downloads the cloud save. Ah. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just uh, not as well. Starship not smooth as the PlayStation. PlayStation. One. Uh, but that's the it's the only downside if you ever want to, you know, get achievements. Yeah. But um I prefer the Xbox systems of saves anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, instead of the PlayStation. It's such stuff. like it's such like an old fashioned way of having like a game save rather than like going straight to the cloud. That's just been an Xbox thing for years. I thought that PS five would have adopted that by now. Yeah, I don't even think of saves anymore. I haven't thought of them in years. No, it's I'm weird saying. to think of it saves in that That's way. That's why I was like, you were saying like copy a save and stuff. And I was like, I haven't done that since like a PS2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, copy, yeah, a memory card, yeah. yeah memory card, yeah. <laughs> I recopied it on the memory card. I was like, I don't remember. But I haven't done thought about doing that in years. Yeah, it's, it's very straightforward. It's very easy to get the endings. I watched all the endings on YouTube and it's just, it's pretty disappointing, honestly. It's just the same cutscene, but the guy says something different. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, is that it? Um, oh, the Dark Souls... Like, Age the of Stars thing, ending is cool. Kind of, I kind of find with the Dark Souls games, though, is that you're never really meant to 100% know what the story is. So... Oh, I, I didn't care about the, the cutscene at the end. Of <laughs> I was, it's more about the journey in that game. Yeah, they said that, that you kind of play the game for the experience, not necessarily... There is lore there. It's just God knows what it is. I don't even think the developers... Probably George R. R. Martin's the only person in the world who gets Elden Ring, just because he wrote it. Um, yeah. Everyone else is just like, what? Like, who, who exactly is this fair, though, like the, <laughs> There were aspects of this game that I could easily follow, especially the Rani side quest. That was really easy to follow. The side quests are easy to follow, because um, you kind of get it. You know what's going on. They kind of tell you, right, this is where why I'm going here. This is what's happening. This is who you're fighting. Um... That it felt way more traditional in a sense. Yeah. For a side quest. My only thing with the side with quest the... stuff though is that I'd like them to have a wee bit more of a marker as to where it is you're meant to go. Or like because you know how like when you did the summon stuff for the volcano manor they were on the map. It'd be handy if they had just various wee things like yeah. that. Just to be like, oh by the way, you were following the side quest, this is where you're meant to be. It's literally the only thing I would like. Um, doesn't even need to be like on a quest log or anything just something that made you just to remind you like oh by the way like you spoke to someone who wanted you to visit somewhere um, anything at all 
Well, they actually added something and that helped me because I wanted to get to the Volcano Manor, but I couldn't remember how to get there. And I thought, well, <clears throat> you could go through the uh, a, a Iron Virgin thing under the Academy of that big wheel. Yeah. And I went there, but I couldn't find a way. Well, there probably was a way because there's that prison town at the bottom. I probably could have jumped off the cliff and landed on a roof or something, but I didn't know that. So I thought, well, where's that woman that says I have an invitation? I remember there's this woman that I did oh, a quest yeah, for. Yeah. Remember that thing with the necklace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it turns out she's at... She's at the top they, of they the list. that update. Yeah, they released the update, and then they on the update, it shows you where NPCs are now. Yeah. Thought, oh, there she is. I was wondering where she was. Yeah, I know. So I thought that was really handy. I'm glad they added that, added that in. I noticed that they've got that in now, there now, and I was like, yes. <laughs> it's like wee, tiny, wee, like, quality of life things like that that the game needs. Um, and I'm glad they're adding it in. Yeah, I remember when someone suggested that uh, as it came out. Then all the Soulsborne fanboys came out and says, "Whoa, this is the vision!" Just you know, you just remember this is you don't want to mess with the vision of the creators. Well, suddenly there's this update where the creators added in the option to see where NPCs are on the map, and then they've all gone quiet. Yep. As well, this is their vision now, isn't it? So you can't complain now. Clearly, they saw it. And thought, actually, that's not a bad idea. Let's and they add, also in. added in a whole new NPC. Yeah. Apparently. They've added They're, a new one. Yeah, like a whole new NPC. And everyone's like, where is this NPC? Huh? <laughs> um, but yeah. See, I was thinking about this Back earlier to, for, oh, like, for Elden well. Ring. It's like, see like how many thousands of people were sitting playing it? Um... I don't know, quite a lot of people playing Elden Ring at the moment. Um, and right, with so mm-hmm. the games, you know, got tons of success and well-deserved. Um, but they need to really start, you know, how quickly do you think they're going to need to be like, right, DLC, we need to get people still playing it. Because people are now getting the Platinum and stuff, which means that you've more or less done everything in that game. Um, yeah. To to get the Platinum, so you've beaten all the bosses, you've done all this. There's nothing left for you to do. Um, obviously people who who want the challenge will go into New Game Plus um, and they'll do it again uh, but like for maybe someone like yourself who's like, oh, I'll play through it once, I'm quite happy with that not touching it again how quickly do you think they're going to be like, right, we need to get a DLC out well, I'm hoping as soon as possible because I would like to play more of it yeah, see that's the thing <laughs> is that you, that's, you could, that's the sign of a good game because like, what's your hour count? On Elden Ring, like, in uh, total. I think, because remember, last time we talked about how there's a difference between the game Arcan and the PlayStation Arcan. I think the PlayStation one is inaccurate. Because, mm. uh, I had 60-odd hours or something like that. I think it was, like, it was 69 in the game last nice. time, and it was, like, 50-something. Um, and the PlayStation, it was 50-something like that. But it's only gone up to. Where's the count? How do I view it on its own profile? Um. Yeah, so it's when it's a seventy-one hours. I definitely played more than ten hours. Uh, whereas the one in Elden Ring says like ninety-five or something like that. Hmm. Because I put a lot of time into it for like two days, where. On the day I got the platinum, I literally sat there from one PM in the afternoon to like three in the morning. 
Mm. <laughs> it really just took mm. a hold of me. <laughs> Delicious Elden Ring for that length of time. 14 hours. Oh, I'm loading up Elden Ring now. Um, the only, I, I did take a break. I took a break to eat and wash. Angrily. Like, oh yeah, screaming in your cornflakes. Like, ah! <laughs> screaming in your dinner and it was just your mum's like, trying to oh, just go spend some time with your cousin and you're there just screaming into your dinner. Ah! <laughs> I was at like 94 hours it was in the game. Um, See, I'm wondering what I'm up to now. Because I'm, I'm at 91. <laughs> I've still not finished it. I uh, don't know if I'm just slow. Um, See, you're at 91, but on the PlayStation, it's saying you're much lower than much lower than that. I'll, I'll, I'll look right now. Uh, hold on, I can check actually because I'm, I'm on the PlayStation. Uh... Is that 79 for you? 79. Right, so it's like a good 10 hours of a difference. So I wonder, is the PlayStation 1 smart enough that's like, right, this is how long you've played it for without. I was going to say, oh, it's played, how many does it even have a pause menu? So it's well, it, not, a, not an official one anyway. Um, no, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's weird that the PlayStation, like, why is it suddenly lost 10 hours? Yeah, it's just it's very weird. I'm not sure what was up with that. Mm. But we played it for a long time anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on the 15th, I defeated that Commander Neil guy. Uh, 17th at ten or half past 10, I got the upgraded my armament to the highest stage, so I found that dragon's ancient dragon somber stone, whatever it's called. So I got my sword up to plus 10. Then I decided, okay, I'm going to defeat the bosses in the volcano manor area. Volca- volcano, bleh, volcano, volcanic manor area. Uh, uh, so I defeated the Elmer Briar thing. The Godskin Noble. I hate the Godskin Noble. And the Shardbreaker. Uh, Rykard. Mm-hmm. That's the name. I defeated Rykard. all them within an hour. Because if you kill, yeah. Have you seen that disturbing? That that have you seen that cutscene? It's a wee bit creepy. Or it's not even a cutscene. Um, see, once you beat Rykart, you fast travel away from the area, and I see if you fast travel back to it. The woman who's sent on the throne in the volcanic ma- in the vo- volcanic manor. Don't know why we're struggling with that. Um, <laughs> like the woman in the volcanic manor is eating Rykart's face. Oh. No, I didn't um, see that. You have to go back to the area where you fought Rykart, because that's why I, when I went to go get my, oh. my sword, I was like, she's not sitting there, where is she? And I was like, well, she keeps on going on about Rykart, maybe she's there, fast travelled in, and she's there like, mm, oh, give me some time, he's a lot to digest, and I was just like, lovely, Ooh. I'll see you later. <laughs> not coming back here again. Yep, and I was like, well, I might come back, see if you've turned into him, to see if, you know, like, if you become <laughs> one with his face, but... Other than that, like I'm, or she's just fat now or something. I don't know, just like rolling around. So I'm just about excuse me. Have you got, have you got my sword? <laughs> Can I have that now? Um, but other than that, um, yeah, it was like, it was a very very weird cutscene. Um, it's not, it's not even a cutscene. You just show up and she's just there, like, mm. uh, just like, right, freaky. <laughs> that was yeah. freaky. Very very. Elden Ring as well. Um, yeah. I, was just like, I, just, just, I, I don't need to know why you're eating his face. All I need to know 
is where's my sword. That's all I want. Every, everyone's a little bit off and a little bit weird. Yeah, it wouldn't be a Souls game if... It's, it's really... Yeah. They're, they're unsettling. Yeah. I love that game. So after I defeated... <laughs> yeah, so good. good. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So after I defe- defeated Rykard, I defeated uh, another Shardbreaker. Uh, Mog, I think it is. It's yeah. one of the... The way you get to him is you do the quest line for that guy you meet when you first come out of the t- tutorial area. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The white-faced guy, mm-hmm. white mask guy. Uh, his side quest is you have to invade three people. So I invaded three people and I sent you that video of my invasion where I just stood there and waited for someone to approach me. <laughs> <laughs> and then unsheathed them. That was awesome. That was quite cool. Um, it was a cool fight. Yeah, it was funny. Um, so I killed that guy. He was fine. Took a couple attempts. Because you just need then to invade that, three people. You don't need to win. Oh, no, you... no, you don't. You can even leave if you want to. You don't actually have to do anything. You just have to use three bloody fingers. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually have to do anything. But I thought I would do it anyway. No, if you're going to do it, might as well go whole hog. Yep, so after that I decided... The re- I think the reason... Why did I go there? There's a reason I went there. No, the reason I went there was to... No, what was the reason I went there? There's something I wanted to get from a chest there. But I can't remember what was in the chest. There was something special anyway. I think it was like a talisman or something. I don't know. There was something in a chest that was guarded by someone. The reason I went in there, I didn't even realize there was a boss there until I took a lift up. But, uh, defeated that guy. After that, I defeated the fire giant, which is the guy, the big giant that defends the big bowl with the fire is to burn the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, or burn the door of the tree, rather. Um, defeated him. He was fine. Took a couple attempts. Then after that, I thought I could go burn the tree or do the thing that I, uh, I found earlier, which was uh, earlier in the day. Or the day before, rather. Um, no, yeah, that was early in the day, because it was one in the morning when I defeated Fire Giant, and then I defeated Commander Neil. I half... Well, half won the previous night. But um, after defeating him, you get a, a half of a medallion. And I had the other half, and I thought, where do I use this? I looked up online, and apparently you use it at the Grand Lift of Hold. Or Rolled, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go up to the left, I had the other half now, so I went back to the left, and if you push uh, right on the D-pad, is you can select the other medallion, and it says, Use Secret Medallion. Like, so I used the Secret Medallion, and it took me to an underground city. Wow! Called Halig Tree or something. This is the area that I was wondering how you get to, because there's the person who you talk. What's her name again? I'm rubbish with names, but it's the woman that you need to get the prosthetic arm for, and I think you have to go there for her side quest as well. Uh huh. I'm sure. Well, I didn't even know about this area. I just found that medallion from him. I thought, oh yeah, I've got another half of that. What's this for? Um. Then I looked it up. I thought, oh, you go back to there. Okay, it's the only place you could really use it anyway. Then it came up. Use secret medallion. Then it takes you to that place. Ooh, daddy. Um, really, really cool looking place. It's like a city built within a massive tree. Mm-hmm. Um, so there I fought Loretta, Knight of the Hell Tree, which is the pre-boss to the worst boss <laughs> in all of video games, in all of Soulsborne. I've only played two of them, but everyone else is saying online this is the hardest boss of every single game FromSoft has ever made. What boss is it? Shard Bearer 
Shard Bear Millennium. Yes, I've yeah, I've heard of Shard Bearer. Everyone's Bill. What was someone in the shop said? Oh. And I don't know if you well the swearing situation, apologies, but Shard Bearer can choke on a dick. Um what yeah. what someone was said in the shop and I was just like Wow okay. Um I've Millennia, not, our name is. Yeah, I've not reached that far yet, but everyone's like, this it's a joke. Bill. This 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 boss nearly brought this game down from a ten out of ten to like what a one out. Of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I was so angry. <laughs> I I was fuming, so I funny I defeated her. So this is how long it took, right? So I defeated the, the pre boss at seven minutes past two of the previous night, and I didn't defeat Melania until uh, half past four the next day, and that was with me playing it many hours before. <laughs> Um, because I played it for three hours after I played it for like I think it was up to like half four in the morning trying to fear. Uh, when I defeated the 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 pre boss, the night lady mm-hmm. Loretta, at two in the morning, and I thought, oh, I'll. I heard people saying, "Oh, this is like the hardest boss in the game." And I thought it'll be fine. <laughs> Went in there, I just spent two hours. I could defeat. It was like four, half four in the morning. I, thought, I need to get to bed. I need to get to bed. I can't do this. So sometimes went you to need bed, to step woke away. Up, yeah, I had to step away. I, I couldn't stop, though, but I really had to pull myself away. Immediately, the first thing I did when I woke up, because I think what day... I think that was a Friday, wasn't it? The... Yeah. Where's my calendar? So the 18th... Yeah, that was a Friday. So I... Yes, it was, because I had a phone call that day. Uh, that was a Friday. And... Yeah, so I was really tired on... The Thursday go into the Friday because I didn't get much sleep the night before because I had to get up at like 7 in the morning every Monday to Thursday. So Friday I thought, oh, I'll stay up late because I don't need to get up on, uh, late on Friday or early on Friday. But I got up anyway. And I spent hours and hours and hours trying to defeat her. I spent most of the spent like six hours <laughs> just on her. <laughs> oh God, breaking up. Um, I tried everything. I went in there. I think... Early in the day, I think it was around 1pm or something like that, I defeated her first phase. I thought, yes! Uh, I celebrated, I was fisting the air going, yes! Yes! Because <laughs> the first phase is quite hard. And the reason why it's hard is because she has this one attack. It's just this one attack that just destroys you instantly. It's like this flurry of slashes that she does. And she does it like 10 times really quickly and she like lunges towards you and does this... <laughs> <laughs> Take it out if you don't dodge and I'm it. Double hand. You can't dodge it. Oh, I'm <laughs> going to be thing. screwed then because I don't have a shield. I have a shield, but I was two handing my weapon to do more damage right. along with my mimic tier. Mm-hmm. So she was doing that, and you can tell when she's about to do it because she does this kind of like you know Neo and the Matrix, mm-hmm. where he jumps up in the air and does this like cool thing slow motion before he like dives down yeah. that's what she does she goes up in there and she does this like really slow she's about to lunge it so you can see she's about to do it but sometimes you just don't have time to sw- quickly change your shield to block the first phase of the attack because it's very difficult to block the rest of the phase of the attack with your shield because your stamina goes down so quickly because she's slashing so fast um so what makes this annoying is it's a blessing and a curse having your mimic tier and the reason for that is sometimes the mimic tier gets it. You think, thank God. 
But it's actually annoying because every time she hits you, she heals herself. Oh, she's a self-healer. Okay. Yes. Every hit, she heals. So all this damage I spent like two minutes doing, I've got her down to like half health. Sometimes she doesn't do the attack straight away. Sometimes it's, she doesn't do it at all in certain phases. Mm-hmm. It's the luck of the draw. So when I, a lot of the time I got to this next, second phase was when she didn't do it. But when she does do it, she just heals back up to full health. I just spent all that time trying to get it down. She does that attack on the Mimicteer or myself. Right. If she does it on me, I'm dead. Yeah. I'm dead. I can't, I'm dead. If she does it on the Mimicteer, which is so tanky, she's fully healed. Uh... So you're like, oh, I have to go back and do it all again. And it's just, oh, I was so angry <laughs> whenever she used to do it. I was just, just screaming a... at my TV. Going, I... it's just, you just need a bit of luck with that one. Whether or not she uses the attack. Yeah, my I, I got through that purely on luck. Because I, I got to the point where I got pretty good at figuring out how to block it. So she does that, she launches in. As soon as she does it, as soon as see, I see her doing it and I know she's coming for me, put my shield up immediately. She does the quick slashes quickly, then she stops for a little bit. And then what you do there, when she stops, you roll to her right. Then she lunges forward and she lunges forward, goes past you. You can dodge that phase of the attack. And then she comes at you again, but you can just dodge that. So it got to the point where I figured out how to do it after like 20 times of... Uh, I was actually some, There were some battles where I'd actually on purpose not let my Mimic Tear do everything and just wait and see how she would do the attack so I could just watch her do it mm-hmm. and like figure out, okay, how does this work? Because when she's doing it to you in your face, on your screen, like she's all over the place and it's really hard to figure out what she's doing when she's doing it to you. But when you see it when she's doing it to your Mimic Tear, you think, oh, okay, like so she stops here... And she, there's this little add the touch they added in at the end of the attack where you think she's finished it, but then she does like one last slash. And you think, oh, I thought it was over, but then she just does one last slash. It's like the developers it was like a fuck you by the developers. Yeah, uh, that's what it felt like anyway. Um, so that's the first phase, and the second phase is just the same stuff, but suddenly she's flying <laughs> and she's dropping scarlet rot everywhere. Lovely, and you're yeah. And your health, you're getting killed by Scarlet Rot. Your health is dropping quickly, and she's getting quickly healed back up from your Scarlet Rot. And she's sending like clones of herself out that are flying everywhere. And oh, I was just like, I got to a point where I was just, I was deeply unhappy. <laughs> I took it out on everyone. <laughs> uh, I wasn't like physically abusing them, but I just got, I just could not be bothered with people. I locked my doors. I don't want to deal with anyone. I don't want to speak to anyone. I'm not happy. I was really upset. Uh, but then there's just this one moment where the first phase happened. She didn't do the attack. I thought, okay, this is good. Second phase happened. My mimic tier was still like really high health, so I thought this is good. My mimic tier is like is only she's only uh, she's only lost like a fifth of her health. Usually by the time she does that attack, like it's like down to its last fifth or sixth or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost dead. And when that happens, I'm like, oh she won't be distracted by her for long, so this is going to be a mess. But I went into that second phase, nearly full health and mimic tier. Uh, I had a lot of flasks left. I thought, this could be good. And then I don't know what happened, but she is very susceptible to getting, um, what's the word? When you hit, staggered. Oh, right. She's very easy to stagger. And there's just one attack that I have, the unsheath ability that can stagger quite quickly. Um, but sometimes it doesn't happen the first phase. Sometimes it happens twice. It kind of just depends on... It's just a roll of dice, really. But there was this moment where the second phase came, and there's the start of the second phase. She, like, 
does a thing where she goes up in the air and dives down at you but can like roll out of the way easily and she stomps on the ground and stays there for like a good 10-15 seconds mm-hmm. and you can just like wail on her really wail on her but the problem but the problem is is scarlet rot is everywhere right so you're immediately got scarlet rot and your health is immediately going down but my mimic tier went in there I stood back I used a magic attack and I was like okay that's not really doing any damage I thought I just need to run in there so I ran in there and just started lunging at her with the unsheath attack doing all these heavy attacks like I need to stagger her try and stagger her just as she's getting up from her animation she staggered I thought oh my god okay <laughs> stab her from behind got her a ton of health came off I thought shit this is happening then suddenly the mimic tear just came out of nowhere and just was godly it was godlike and just started wailing on her like crazy I thought oh my god so I started wailing on her like crazy that just herself her health just started to drop and drop and drop and I was like screaming my TV going oh my god what's happening <laughs> <laughs> she's nearly at the end that just the last hit the mimic tear got the last hit in because my stamina ran out no then she was dead. I was like, yes! Well done, oh. Mimic Tear. Mimic Tear's a oh, wonderful man, I'm thing. I'm getting hyped. It's so good. Man. I'm, getting, I'm just getting hyped up. My heart rate's going up just talking about <laughs> it. It was, it was such a great moment. <laughs> I was like, immediately after, I was like, I love Elder Ring. I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that when you're going like, yes, yes. <laughs> For jumping around. Like, I can't believe I was, it. For crying. Like, <laughs> I, was, I, I had a tear. I'm tearing up right now. <laughs> Man, what a game. I've, I've just never gone the lap throughout before in a game. It was, it was really... It was wild. I've just never gone from just being seething with anger, being really unhappy and depressed, to just euphoria. Yeah. Man. It was exciting. I hate her. <laughs> Final note, I hate her. <laughs> Guaranteed next week, by the time God turns, oh yeah, I got our first time. Yep, that'll be me. Uh, easy. No, it won't be. Oh, I can't get past Commander Neil, let alone anything like that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll need to. I'm really excited to see how you go out there and hear your story. I'll need to rethink my strategy then for that one. I may, may need to go with Build B. So, ooh, what's Build B? Well, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. I'm sticking with faith. Oh, okay. I'm sticking with faith, but. I had to respect. I respect. I was like, okay, I need more. It doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't matter how much vigor you have. She's just going to slice through you. Yeah. Having more vigor is a curse because you use more flasks and she, you get more health. She give you give her more health. Yeah. So it's it's a weird thing. Um. Yeah, I had to rethink. I had to like take some stuff off of this and stuff off of that and put more into this. I respect, which I never, I've never done it before for a boss fight. Respect an entire my entire character for this one fight. Um, but I had to. I was desperate. I was like, I need to do something because I'm. And I recorded it, and I've got evidence that I did do it solo. No online play. I didn't want to summon any players in other than my friendly mimic tier, which some people would say is uh, a sin. I don't think it is. It's a part of the game. It's built in. It's a mechanic. It's there in the game. But I didn't want. Yeah, I didn't want a multiplayer character in because that would make it harder. <laughs> Double the health, okay. which is not what I want. That's <laughs> no, like double HP, and then the person who you summon in has a tiny wee health pool. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't make it any easier, I don't think. No. Special for that fight. The co op's difficult. They've, they've made it hard. That's what I've been hearing. It's odd. Uh, I suppose, actually, you know, if you had four players all at the same, you know, all level 100 taking on a boss, it would just melt. <laughs> 
they need don't need to do something to make it you know quite challenging. Yeah. So after I defeated her, about after I I uh, ran my lap around the village, uh, <laughs> just, twenty past just five, imagine, like top over your head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I had to get up and I walked around and just like swiped up and amped. I was like, yes, yeah. I was just walking around, just filled with have you so much energy as I didn't need have to. Have you beaten her yet? I don't think so. <laughs> so about an hour later, I finally burned the tree. And, uh, and after that, I went to the last <laughs> area. That way that, I, the I, last I know that one of the endings is to burn the tree. Um, but see, like, see for people who didn't know that, and it was just be like, oh yeah, so I just went burn a tree. And then it was just like, celebratory <laughs> fire like here we go yes <laughs> celebration gather around the burning tree yeah it was awesome so I burned the tree or the door the door to the tree and then uh, the last area is just like four boss fights sorry no not four was one two three four six boss fights it's just it's just boss fights after boss fights. There's two bosses that were were very easy. There's one the there's one that were one that was optional, which was I found very hard, which is a big dragon. The dragon is called Dragon Lord uh, Placid Sex, but I called him uh, Dragon Lord Placid Dick because I was so angry about him. <laughs> oh, he oh, there's just I always got his health down to just where his name ended, so it was like the last yeah, yeah, quarter yeah. of his health. But when it gets down to there, that's what he just does this one attack where. He does this rave with his head, two of his heads, and these laser beams come out like a rave. And they're just all over the map, or all over the arena. And I try to dodge them, and as soon as they hit you, you're dead one hit. It's like these sort of holy faith beams that shoots out his mouth. And they're just like flying everywhere, and they're really hard to dodge. Um, And he's moving around constantly, and it's like, oh, just so annoying. Uh, that, that was another one I got angry at. Um, where was it? Oh yeah, so Godston, yeah, here it is. Godskin Duo, I killed at quarter to six. Did you say Godskin Duo? Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> I hate one of them. <laughs> Let alone two. I got it first time. My, my Mimic tier really was on a ball after that Melania fight. The shard was just, it was just amazing. Because the, the Mimic tier focused on one of them. I took out the other. Uh, I think that's uh, all. Like the Mimic tier takes one, you take one. Yeah, it was really, They've really nerfed good. it as well. I got that Bastards. first time. They have for the damage, but it still, still power. takes a lot of hits. I, I just need it to be tanky. I don't mind if it doesn't hit as hard. Just as long as it's tanky. Yeah. Um. So after that, yeah, for that, I got that quarter to six. And then from quarter to six until um, half past nine, I tried to fight this big dragon. Uh, very annoying. But I got there in the end. It was very satisfied when I did. It was one of those. It was one of those fights where it wasn't like the Melania fight, where there was like twenty times where you just couldn't even get past the first mm-hmm. phase. It was like you're always so close to the end, but it just does this one attack that always gets you, and you just can't figure a way out to avoid it. And after that, it was the last few bosses. Um, the worst of the last few being the damn Elden Beast. Yeah, well, it's which the, was it's just the final annoying. boss. It has to be tough. Well, that it... not as wasn't as bad as Melania, but it was just uh, it just it just keeps moving around, and it's really big, and it dives underwater and goes all the way to the other side of the arena. And it's just throwing all this holy damage no, so at you everywhere in the sky and tough. 
it is hard but it's hard in that you, there's not really a lot of opportunities to get attacks in mm-hmm. because it, when you finally get up to it and do a few attacks it just dies underwater then goes all the way to the other side of the map and you're like oh i need to run all the way back over here but, but as you're running over it's doing all throwing all these attacks at you then when you finally get there you get like two hits in then it does that again and it goes away somewhere else and you think oh you're just constantly chasing after it while it's doing all these crazy attacks at you uh i didn't get angry at it as much as i did with the millennia one but it was still very annoying and tough mm-hmm. so i defeated that boss i immediately got all the endings and found the last i think i found a lot of the weapons and talismans just through naturally going Natural through the game. um yeah there's one i missed one of the weapons i missed was from some guy from the war someone's shack oh the war. The, the... Can't really yeah, I don't know which one it is. The War Master Shack or something. Do you have that weapon? Yes, I think so. Good, because I didn't. That was the only weapon I didn't have. So I had to start a new game plus and immediately run up to that shack and kill him and get the weapon to get the trophy. Oh, so does he have if to you kill have that, him? that's great because I can just. No, I don't have it then. He's still. Or do his, que- or, or do his quest. Uh, I'll need to double check, actually, because I might not have it. Um, if not, then. I can't remember the if name. Not, of it. Then you know his life is now you know limited. Um, I think he disappears after you kill a certain boss, but I don't know which boss. I think mm-hmm. it's Rikard actually. Oh, even if I need to new game plus, it's, it's right at the start of the game anyway, so just run straight there. And what I could do is I could just copy my save over, jump into new game plus quickly, then jump into your game, then just give you all the weapons. Oh, that as well, actually, yeah, uh, and all the talismans, yeah, and then we'll go it kill. Take long. Um. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that was I got the platinum. I spent time looking for the talismans. There was some I didn't get, but I got a lot of stuff just through natural progression from just searching everywhere. There's some things that only pop up when the game finishes mm-hmm. or just before the end. Um, that I had to run back and get. But yeah, I got all the ashen remains. I got all the talismans, the armaments. I already had a lot of the armaments anyway through natural progression. A lot of the, this, the Ashen Remains I didn't have much of. Yeah. I had a lot of the sorceries and incantations and yeah. the talismans. I had a lot of dragon hearts saved up because I didn't buy any incantations, so a lot of it was just going to the church and buying mm-hmm. them. Um, But yeah, awesome game. Mm-hmm. I love it. As soon as I finished it, I was like, but, but I don't want it to end. So I just played it more. <laughs> <laughs> You've not had nothing to do. So I just See, explored a lot more. It's going to be one of those ones like, wow, I love that game. Right, Xbox copy. Bye now. <laughs> I, I genuinely, I thought, you know what? I, I found an area where, after I finished the game, I thought, I wonder where there's, because uh, the only farming area I knew about was that big ball mm-hmm. thing. But there's this other one where you can get like 17,000 per kill and it's just a matter of shooting an arrow at this, this big bird that runs oh, off well. a cliff. Falls down, you get this the souls, then you just go to the site of grace that's right behind you and just do that over and you can get like forty four point five million souls within Damn. an hour. So I thought, you know what would be awesome is if we both got the Xbox copies, went to that area and just constantly farmed those souls and just played through the whole game as just OP as oh, that'd be fuck amazing. and run through that. that entire game. And get all the achievements in the Xbox mm-hmm. version and co op. It probably will happen. Like, see, like I'm already planning on buying the Xbox version just purely because I've got the Elite controller and I want to play it with the Elite pad. 
Yeah. Was. But we should do that. We should go that area. It's very easy to get to. It's just following that guy's the meat of the tutorial area. If you just talk to him, then immediately run. Because there's a shortcut to get past Stormvale, just to the right of the castle. There's a shortcut we can actually bypass the entire Stormvale yeah. castle, and it takes you to the lakes. Um, I discovered that before I even went into the castle, and I kind of thought, this looks like going by the map that is going to take me past the castle. So I thought, I'll go. I'll just go through the castle. Turns out it does. You can actually skip the entire castle. So we could just do there, run up there, or one person runs to the lakes and spawns other person in, and we can just do the the invasion stuff. And then once you do the invasion stuff, he gives you this this medallion thing, and he says, "Don't use it yet." Then you use it, and it teleports you to this other area. And then that, and within that other area, that's where you can do the uh-huh. farming. Uh, you were going to ask a question. Yes. Um. So, if you were to go another class, what would it be? And what would you go it, next time round? I think it would be... I think it would be the class you went. Uh, confessor? Yeah, because it has the mix. Because I, I do like having some form of magic. Um, I like mixing it up. I like having the option to use some form of magic, and I think the incantation stuff, the miracle stuff, looks a lot better than the, the sorcery stuff. Cool. See that? Yeah. There's a black flame one. That's unbelievable. It's so good. Um, that scaled with high faith is just... Mm, mm, just watch the HP drain. Yeah, it looks awesome. So I'll probably go with that. Um, and probably just stick with... Sword and shield, sword and shield again. I'd maybe pick mm-hmm. a different um, sword instead of using the moon veil. And the moon veil is excellent. Yeah, the moon veil is very, very good. I just don't think I can ever go back. I go because I went through the dark moon great sword quest. I thought you know I might actually use that because I like the sound of it and the the, the buff it has is the moonlight great sword. So mm-hmm. You can like shoot waves of moon light. Um, and I just used it and I thought oh, this is just too slow and cumbersome as I really like fast, slashy, in and out, in and out, yeah. dodge. I, I just love that. It's so much fun. I'm just not the tanky, lumbering, slow attack type. Yeah. So I thought when I, because I, I do intend to play the other games, and I thought, well, maybe between each game I'll, you know, try out the night class or whatever, those kind of classes, but I just can't do it. I need to, I'm, I'm Dex all the way from. Oh, no, uh, no, no, on. Yeah. The rest of the games. I just can't. See, I, this is my first try at like playing something that isn't Dex. And I'm, and I do miss it. Um, cause it is, it's like the speed. It's just like, oh, and I've, I've come to learn I need it. Um, I'm not quick enough. Well, at like a medium roll. Um, I need something much, much sharper. Um, just, just purely because I'm, I'm rubbish at dodging. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or anything else, I need to be a wee bit quicker. Um, oh, there's just one other. Actually, before to, speaking of dodging, uh, there's just one other boss I struggled with. It was the boss before the end of the side quest for Rani. It was at Anstel or something like that. Anseel or um, which one was that one? Oh, you you defeated it. I'll I'll, I'll look at my trophies. Um, is that the one? Just as you're going into like the area, or the the mountaintops? Is no, it, no, it's, it's not the mountaintop stuff. It's like the harsh side quest to get the sword. Um, it's one oh, of the bosses is that the one with the big face? Yes. Oh, yeah. that was hard. Really? 
I, I got that in like my second attempt. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one that would like eat you when it was sometimes yeah, just fly yeah, in yeah, trying yeah. to eat you. I really struggled with that. That was hard. Oh, really? I got I got that quite quickly. Yeah, I don't I know just if I just got lucky, there. but um, uh, what was his name? That was a really cool um, fight, though. Yeah, it was. I got to the point where I, because he does that thing where he immediately shoots you with his big beam at the start. Yeah, um, yeah. And it got to the point where I was just. It got to the point where I memorized everything. It was one of this one of the first bosses in this game where I thought I've really nailed his processes here. Like I've memorized everything that he's doing, and I'm just dodging everything. Then the, the last run where everything just went really well, like I just didn't take any damage at all because I just memorized everything. Yeah, it's like Astelle, Natural Born of the Void is called. Sort of the big face guy with the wings. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one it is. Oh, it was uh, so cool, though. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, it was a really cool fight. Um, I found it tough, though. Uh, that was the fifth. Oh, I don't have these in order, but yeah, that was a, a tough fight, I thought. Well, maybe you'll have an easy time with uh, Manalia, then, if you find that easy. <laughs> not, not that they're similar, but I'll just, a few come back next week say, oh, yeah, just my third attempt. Yes. Third attempt. Easy. Don't know what, what the issue was. It would just be like, that's a definitely confessor next time. Get those incantations. <laughs> Holy damage is amazing. Will help. Yeah. That's cool. Though. But uh, what were oh, we talking about I, there? Because oh, um, there was like a daft wee boss um, that's just before like Fort Sol that I was really struggling with. Well, I wasn't struggling with it, but I was just kind of like, this is incredibly annoying. And it was like the death bird or something like that. Can't remember the name of it. It's a sort of bird that goes around, and for some, for whatever reason, I couldn't beat it. And I was like, I don't know why I'm struggling so much with this thing. It's not that difficult. Um, but I kept dying, 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 and I was like, right, how am I going to beat this oh, thing? Oh, that, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, it's not a difficult fight, but it was hard. Um, it was just like I don't know why I'm struggling so much with this. Um, and then I completely forgot about recite. You know, that way is that you just kind of forget about things like, oh, stupid me, I'm forgetting to put holy damage on my scythe. Um, I'll do that. And I just shoved holy damage on. Um, one hit, half HP gone. Whoa. And I was like, what? That thing is incredibly weak to holy damage. And I was like, all right. And then literally the next hit, dead. <laughs> I was like, all right. Like, I literally killed this thing in like two hits. <laughs> like, holy damage is pretty powerful on that. Against only that stupid bird. I know. It's like for, I just forgot all about it. Um, it wasn't until I was like on my like fourth or fifth attempt. I was like, oh, silly me. I was forget- I'm forgetting about holy damage, just for the sake of a wee bit extra, you know, doing a wee bit extra damage to it. Next thing I know, it's like dead, just from holy damage. I was like, ah, should have started with that. I was the same way in some boss fights, especially the Melania boss fight, where I was so stuck in my ways of being like defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you forget about like your offensive capabilities. Yeah, yeah, because I'm just so scared all the time. <laughs> so it's like, oh, just put my shield up and hide. Um, so I thought, you know, I need to just two hand this weapon and just go to town on her, and that helped a lot. Like just learning that. Um, another tip actually is that there's this not medallion, what's it called? Talisman type thing you get, where like the aggro goes towards you all the time or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got the, it. You, I've got it. So I actually used that in some boss fights, especially that Melania boss fight, where I would put that on, um, spawn in the Mimic tier, go back into oh, the menu quickly just... and take off, then she would just focus uh, on him. That's a good idea, actually. So that's really that's handy for some. It's really handy for some boss fights where you're just like, he's the tank, or she's the tank, depending on your character gender. 
and she's just going to take all the damage and I'm just going to go from like behind and jump in any opportunity I can to try and stagger her, take from behind that kind of stuff. That's really a very, very good tip actually. I, I'd, I'd never thought of that. Yeah, because I, I kind of thought, well, maybe I wonder because the reason I thought of it is because I accidentally switched from a shield to my uh, wand or staff rather, and for whatever reason, this the mimic tier was just constantly using these crappy spells all the time. I thought, oh, why are you using these spells? Like, why don't you just switch to your shield? And I realized, oh, probably won't because I spawned in with the sword and the wand or the staff. And the, the, the mimic tier can't switch the shield, but because I spawned in with those two weapons, it just assumed I was using both of them all the time and not really using the shield. So it never brought out the shield. So I thought, oh, wait a minute, if that's the case where they just have exactly what I have on me, maybe I can like build a mimic tier build. And then quickly switch out of that, um, and change some things before this fight starts. Because sometimes bosses take a while to even start the fight, mm-hmm. so you've got some time to change some things on yourself after you've spawned in the mimic tier. And that's why I did. And it helped a lot in some fights having that aggro go towards the mimic tier because they just take damage constantly uh, all the time because they're so tanky. And it's just I handy having that for them. The God actually, because I can take them down quite quickly. It's just they're very they hit very hard. Yeah, it's um, a good tip. It helped me a lot. Yeah. Once I realized I could do it, I was like, oh, wait a minute, I could just change this and this um, just for the mimic tier. And it helped a lot for some fights. All right, well, no, I'll remember that. Yeah, it was might good. I should try that against Commander Neil. Oh, I don't know if I'll Commander Neil, but no, I might have a wee bit of time actually to chop and change on that one. I think you do. You definitely do. You just need to quickly spawn in. You walk in, spawn in the the mimic tier and he's still spawning the his ads at that point yeah and just quickly you could quickly take off that medallion yeah exactly that would yeah. probably work actually i know i stupidly forgot because i was there's a bow that you can get that scales with faith and i put it on just to try it um and i had it as like my sec my sub hand weapon um and i stupidly forgot to take it off <laughs> went into a boss fight and there's my mimic tier using it and I was like oh wait a minute that thing's not leveled up at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly I was, I was I was just seeing what it was like um, I forgot to take it off and it's just there like shooting wee arrows and I was like no 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 stop it <laughs> this is not the weapon of choice we don't That's like this realize. one I thought oh, wait a minute, you're just using exactly what I have so why don't I just try and switch some buffs out and that worked yeah. they just the aggro constantly went to the mimic tier just off Mimic Tier. Mimic Tier is Character of the Year. Yeah. Mimic Tier Savior is MVP for that game. That you only really need... See, you got all these different ashes and they sound really, really cool, but you're like, it's not the Mimic Tier, I'm not using you. I'll be honest, I never... The only two summons I've ever really used, or three summons, was the first two you get, the Jellyfish and the Wolves, but as soon as I got the Mimic Tier, that's all I used. Yeah, I never really used any of the Ashes of War, because the Moonveil has a really good, nope. powerful attack on it. The only one I used was the one that coats your right hand weapon in volley damage. That's the only one I use. Yeah, I used that for my uh, my sorcery thing as a, a spell for that. But once I got a magic weapon, you can't buff it um, mm-hmm. with more magic. But um, yeah, I never used Ashes of War at all. Like these people stomping on the ground with frost coming up and stuff. I never used that. Just that really cool. It does look awesome some of the stuff, but I, but I don't know. I just never felt the need to use it. I don't know what it was. I just like having the ability to parry and not have a weird hurricane come at my shield or whatever. So it might be just whatever suited to your place, though. That's the thing. Some people, the hurricane thing might be quite cool. Um, 
Like for me, as long as I just did extra damage, it didn't really bother me. It yeah. only just seemed to be like the natural progression for that because I was based on I was scaled off faith anyway. Yeah, I would definitely go that class next time. Uh, but I keep thinking because I've got that um, that fire spell that enhances fire damage or that fire incantation, and I'm like, I wonder if I can find a build that based around fire, and then that will just make me super ripped. I, I, I think you work. can because the the there's a sword is based on fire. Uh, not based on mm-hmm. fire, but it's fire themed. Uh, Night of Flame, the, it's called it, or something like that. Oh, Flame, give me strength or something. I think it's called. Um, but as I it, uh, it, uh, it basically, if you use that, it increases your fire damage. Um, and I don't know if it enhances your black flame though. Not a hundred percent sure. Maybe worth experimenting with. Yeah, may have to see because if it does that, then I'm just gonna like spam black flame. Like right there we go, right to the end. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a wee play around because um, I might. I don't know if my build's gonna do it between now and the end of the game. So that's why I'm like, hmm, I might have to rethink it a wee bit. We'll see that about the, those uh, those tiers. You can just farm them and change your build whenever you want. See, I've got about six of them anyway. So, like, I changed my build or respects just to equip a certain armor. I put a few extra more points into strength and took a few more points off other stuff just to equip this armor. That made a big difference for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really cool that you can do that. It just makes such a huge difference. I love it. Me too. And it's meant to be there in the game as well. That's obviously a thing. Um, to let you respec. They're obviously quite happy for you to do that. Yeah, they are. It's so easy to do as well. I mean, you have to go pretty far into the game to do it, but by that time, you've figured out if you want to really stick with what you have or not. And you've kind of understood where you are in the game and what you want to change. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty easy to change it up anyway, so it's a really, really good feature. I really like that. Well, well, that was Elden Ring. Anything else you'd that like to add? Ring. I like Elden Ring. <laughs> yes, me too. Very, very good. Yep. I went straight into from Elden Ring into Bloodborne. And I thought, <laughs> well, I could just... Because I, I remember before I played Elden Ring, I played a little bit of Bloodborne just to get the feel for a, a Souls-type game again. I was just struggling in this area. And immediately went in from Eldering into Bloodborne and just got through it first time. I thought, oh, I really know how to play these games now. It's great. So I feel so powerful. Really, really want to play Bloodborne now, but I'm waiting patiently for whenever they unlock the frame rate or remaster or whatever. They have to remaster that game. That's just money sitting on the table for them. Especially oh, after I... Elden Ring. Like the, the, the fervor for... Um, more Bloodborne stuff. I think it will come hope, later in the year. I hope so. I'd love to just jump into that because it looks it's, I really like it. And I'm going to get Platinum in it as well. I, re- I, I, need to, I, need to, I need to bloody play through that game again for the Platinum. I've got everything. I just need to... I can, I'll either play... I don't know if I'll play it in New Game Plus. Actually, I might just play it on Normal again and just go for it. Yeah, maybe even harder. 
Oh yeah, it would be it would be see it's weird because the start if you start New Game Plus, because I started a new game plus on Dark Souls one, it starts easy because you're so over leveled. Um it's just later on it starts getting a wee bit tough. You're like, alright, okay, mm-hmm. now that's just where the difficulty is starting to lie. It's just at the start you can just literally run through it. Dunno, I might yeah, see I... It, might see how New Game Plus goes. Cause I loaded up New Game Plus just to see what would happen in Elden Ring, then I uh, ran straight up to Margaret and got him <laughs> within a few yeah. hits. Yeah, <laughs> very easy. You're so over leveled. Yeah, it's more like the second half of the game is where the difficulty lies. Yeah, I, I really want to get into it. Uh, it looks awesome, but I'm, I'm just going to patiently wait and hope for the best <laughs> that they'll update it. But I've got all the Dark Souls games there, um, which I can play through. So maybe by the time I'm not playing them right now, I've just finished Elden Ring, which is like three of those games in in one. So I'm kind of done. I do with recommend them that you don't jump into them right now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> uh, what I do recommend jumping into is Tunic. Tunic. I've Tunic. heard nothing but good things. Oh, Tunic is awesome. It's a really nice palate cleanser for. The suffering and anxiety you go through playing Elden Ring. <laughs> it's the exact opposite. It's just happiness and fun. Just, no, 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 the Elden Ring <laughs> isn't fun, but uh, yeah, this is a this is a game I've had my own for a few years. It's been around for a long time. When I played the demo, and I never really got on well with the demo. I really think the demo is quite uh, is very good. But it came out on Game Pass, and I heard nothing but good things. I thought, you know what, I'll uh, give it a download and. Tunic is another one of those games, much like Elden Ring, where as soon as you start, you're just right in there. Mm-hmm. None of this shit of spending six hours locked in this area and you have to do all these missions to unlock the area to unlock the rest of the game. Or ten hours or whatever, like in Dying Light 2 and Horizon Forbidden West. It's just, just start a new game, little weird cutscene plays, you're laying on the ground, you wake up, and you're playing. That's it. You're just in the game, doesn't tell you anything. No talking, no cutscenes, just immediately into gameplay, and it was awesome. Um, so what Tunic is, I guess, I, I messaged you saying it's basically a mix of uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening mixed with Death Door, but with more of a dashing of a Souls game on top of it. Like, this is heavily inspired by Zelda and Souls. The point where uh, there's bonfires. When you go to those bonfires and rest at them, the enemies respawn. When you die, you drop your souls and you have to run back and get them. Like, it's basically just <laughs> a souls game. Uh, but when you drop your souls, it's, um, it's these, I don't know what they look like, little coins. You only drop, like, 20 of them. You don't lose everything. So it's not the end of the world when you die. But basically, it is a Zelda in that it's, you start off with well, you don't actually start off a sword, but you start off the first weapon you get is like a stick. And you're in this sort of the open world area. And it's like a, I assume, it's like a 2.5D perspective, isometric perspective, like in Link's Awakening. So top down to the side, very similar to the Monument Valley type look, um, where it's very heavy on perspective. Um, and you play as this little fox. And you don't have anything telling you where to go or what to do. You just had to figure it out for yourself. And when you first play it, you only got this stick. And there's like these 
Much like in Zelda, there's these blades of grass you can cut down, but you can't cut them down with a stick. You can only do it with a sword. There's these bushes, and these bushes you can't cut down with a stick or anything like that. You're, the game sort of funnels you, based on things you can't get past, down to this area called the forest there, the East Forest, West Forest, I think. The East Forest is called. And then the East Forest, that's where you get your sword, and that's when you can cut down the bushes and stuff like that, and traverse more parts of the, the map. Um, you get your, saw, your sword, you eventually get your shield. And you eventually get magic as well. So you get your sword, uh, your your health, stamina, and mana as well to manage. Um, and it's similar to Zelda in that you have to find these three things to unlock this door. Not the Triforce, it's just these three things. Or these like, this red, these, these keys, like green key, red key, and the blue key. And the first thing you need to do is you need to ring these bells. So the east bell and the west bell to unlock this door. Um... And that's sort of your first main objective is running those, uh, ringing those two bells at the start. And at first, you think this is just something. This is just like like Death's Door. It's just like Zelda esque with some soul stuff in there, but it isn't. So I would actually change the way I would describe this game. I would say this game is more Zelda, Link's Awakening, Death's Door, and Fez. Uh-huh. So the thing about Death's Door is that it's a very straightforward game. Like you get, you see what you get is what you what you see is what you get. Basically, it's, it's very heavily inspired by uh, Zelda, and it has that sort of like dashing of soul stuff in there. When you die, enemies respawn. That's about it for that game, really. Um, but in this, there's just a lot of mystery to it. There's a lot of things you see and you just don't understand. There's a lot of places you see and visit that you just that make no sense. There's a lot of mystery to it, and the way they add to that mystery is they do this. There's this awesome mechanic. It's the instruction booklet. So when you think instruction booklet, when you first pick it up, you find these pages around the map. And I thought, oh, this is, like, cute. They've added, like, an in-game instruction booklet that shows you the buttons to use to do these certain attacks. But none of it is in English. It's in this weird hieroglyphic fox language, I guess, um, where you can't read any of it. There's some smattering of English in there, but a lot of it is in uh, this weird language. And what the instruction booklet is, is basically... An instruction booklet mixed in with a guide, a game guide. You know those guides you can buy from mm-hmm. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically that combined with an instruction booklet, and you find these pages, and it gives you hints of things that you haven't seen yet, or things you don't know about yet, but they don't, you can't figure them out because they're all in these like weird hieroglyphic language. So you're looking at them, going like, "What is this? I don't get this." Then as time goes on, you find more pages, and you piece more of the instruction booklet together, and things start to make more sense. Of the things around you. And I thought that was awesome. There's this one moment where. Um, there was these two. Things I found. And I. Kept finding them. I thought I don't know what these are. Like I'm packing them. And doing all these things to them. And throwing bombs at them. I'm doing everything. But I just don't know what they were. So I thought. Oh, there's These are these look important. But I'll, I'll probably come back to them later. So I, I spent like. A couple of hours just playing the game. And, you know, going through dungeons and stuff like that. Uh, killing bosses. The bosses are hard. Uh, for the last boss I fought, the... I can't remember what it was called. Uh, I can't remember the name, but it took me like a good five or six times to kill it. To figure out its patterns and stuff like that. It's, 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 the game, don't be deceived by its cute looks and its cutesy, nice music. Uh, it, it can get hard. Pretty quick on the bosses. But, um, oh, where was I going? 
Oh yeah, the instruction booklet. So I was playing through the game normally, and then I found I unlocked. I rang the bells, which allowed me to unlock this door. Then in the door, uh, there's this ladder you climb up, and we climb the ladder. There's a page there. And I thought, oh great, another instruction booklet page. And you got the page, and you pick it up, and you can open the instruction booklet. Then the instruction booklet, the page that you picked up, just explained this mechanic that was right in front of you all along, but you just didn't realize, and it just completely changes the game. And this happens so many times for this game, like just countless times, especially if, when you're traversing through the world as well, where because it is so dependent on your perspective, there's like a lot of hidden paths everywhere because you can only see it from one angle. And you also find like these pages in the maps as well. Oh, something happened to my computer. You still there, Bill? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Oh. Oh, it's an update, sorry. So I found these um, other... You can find uh, maps as well for the page for the instruction booklet, and then the map, you see it's sort of like an overview map, and the instruction booklet looks really nice. It looks like an old Super Nintendo instruction booklet where they have all these illustrations you can see. And they sort of have that cross-hatched ink look to it when you zoom in. It looks like a real photo scan of an, a real instruction booklet from a real game and you can actually see someone it's like a used guide you can actually see someone has written on it with pen because the person was trying to figure things out in the game so they've written it in the instruction booklet manual which is really awesome which helps with little hints to do things um oh, i was completely lost my train of thought <laughs> what was i talking about before i brought all the maps um, oh yeah, this the passages. So, what this game is all about is, you think you see that you see things one way for a long time, then you start to see things another way after you discover some things. Um, I'm being cryptic for a reason. But, um, the game does this thing constantly where you see something and I'm like, okay, I, I want to go there. Let's try and figure out how to get there. You figure out how to get there. You go through a dungeon and you exit the dungeon, and the way you exit the dungeon is that. You find these shortcuts to leave the dungeon, and the shortcuts appear in an area where you've walked past a million times, but you just didn't realize there was a shortcut there. And then it does that constantly, where you think, I wonder where this will exit to. And it exits the area. Like, this was here the entire time, and I just didn't notice it. <laughs> but you could have easily accidentally stumbled into the end of the dungeon from certain areas if you just knew, if you were just thorough enough. And that's what's really interesting about this game is that you can actually play it. Like, your experience might be completely different from my experience. Because mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast, it was the Fire Escape cast, where uh, Mary Kesh was saying that she she got to the first boss in the game without a sword. She only got there using a stick, which is a very weak weapon. And everyone was like, how the hell did you manage to get to the last boss by completely missing the sword? The reason why, because she thought the game was telling her, because there's the enemies running around that have big swords, so she thought well, if I kite the enemies with big swords to the bushes, they can cut down the bushes for me. Uh, Whereas when I was playing it, I didn't think of that. I was just like, I can't go here yet, so I'll just let the game funnel me down this path. I didn't think of, oh, hold on a minute, these enemies can cut down these bushes, so maybe if I let these enemies follow me for a bit, I can get them to cut down this bush just so I can see where this area goes. So she went to like the last part of the first dungeon really early, with a stick and didn't even get a sword and shield whereas I got the sword 
before the last boss and got to the last boss and found it fairly easy where she's found it really hard mm-hmm. um so there's things like that and she found a shortcut early that went into another dungeon i didn't find until way later um stuff like that the game is just constantly throwing things at you they kind of just blow your mind thinking i can't believe this was here the entire time and i didn't see it and the game's doing that constantly like even in the instruction manual like i pieced something together just by looking at the pages because nothing's in english so i had to like figure out just by the illustrations so i thought oh, wait a minute this connects to this so if i do this mechanic that i've just discovered over here and then suddenly this whole other thing opens up and again this whole other mystery this whole other mechanic that i just happened to piece together just from the instruction manual and if you didn't piece that together you would never figure it out uh, it's really amazing it has all these little secrets in there that you just have to piece together yourself um there's these things i found around the world that like, i don't know what these are for like i don't get what these are which there's a lot of things like that in the world then those things i just happened to discover when i found a page that had a little illustration saying go back to page 21 i thought well what's on page 21 then i went back to page 21 that was related to the this, the the new page i found and pieced together this short sentence from page 21 an illustration i thought oh so this links into that page which is and the new page has this whole new mechanic that links in back to this other mechanic so if i do this and that this will happen then it just completely changes the game and how you traverse the game and stuff like that it was just awesome um it's really good it sounds um, brilliant actually it sounds really fun <laughs> There's just so many little secrets to discover. There's things, it's just one of those things where you you think you figure things out or you think you know, you think you what you see, you think you understand, but you really don't. No, there's just things everywhere that when you when it clicks in your head, it just completely changes your perspective on certain things and the way you play the game or the way you see the game. Um, Yeah, a lot of this, I looked at the achievements. A lot of them were secrets. So I looked up on true achievements and there's like 20 achievements related to finding secrets and i've decided i'm going to leave that until i finish the game so i can see if i can figure them out i haven't unlocked any yet but there's there's just little things everywhere that's just awesome that you have to try and piece together uh, i keep finding these areas that i just don't understand yet like when you go up to them you push a it comes up with this weird sentence with in that language saying blah 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 question mark and i'm like i don't know what this is and i don't know what you're asking because i just don't know what the language is i don't know if there's a certain item i need do i need to do a certain attack or something like, i don't know what to do there's this happens so many times where i just don't get it but then it gets to a point in the game where the game just leaves you this little little hint even if it's just most of the time it's within the instruction manual then a lot of times it's not even in english it's just like an illustration or it's referring back to another part of the manual that suddenly makes sense now because you have this other part of the manual and then you go ah so if i do this then it just like changes the game it's really awesome it's like it's really good it's kept me up uh late a few nights just based off me finding mysteries and clicking putting things together and clicking eventually and going ah so i I just want to keep playing because i'm like well what else is here what else can i discover (laughs) It's really good. I really like Tunic. Everyone. It's on Game Pass. Just go play Tunic. It's like 12 hours long. If you need a break from Elden Ring, but you still want to play something that's like Elden Ring, but basic. Basic Tunic is for you. It it really is, because it's like, I mean, certain enemies, because what's cool in 
the instruction manual it also breaks down the enemy types and a lot of the time they are in English so it says oh this enemy can be stunned by the shield as well I haven't come across any enemy yet so I don't understand how it can be stunned by the shield I don't get it then you finally see the enemy and the kind of attack it does you think oh so if I put my shield up that stuns it and I can lunge in get a couple of attacks in then get back into the defensive staff stance and there's some enemies where uh just attacking them with the shield of the sword straight away is useless. So you have to like try and wait them to do their animation. You jump and then you quickly dodge, get behind them, and then do the attack. So there's like there's a lot of basic like little tricks to eat a lot each a lot of the enemies. It's not in depth as like um uh Elden Ring. But the bosses are quite in depth in that way where you have to figure out their patterns and a lot of that's based on audio cues or animation cues as well. Then you kinda of just memorize that then kill the boss eventually it's great you can find upgrades for um your hp and your stamina and your mp and stuff like that like i found these it looked a lot very similar to the old fangs and elden ring actually where i found this item i I don't know what this is for then i looked in the menu then i had like a question mark underneath it i thought okay and then i went to the the bonfire equivalent and there you can make an offering. So I offered the item to the bonfire using 100 souls. And then I upgraded my HP. So I was like, oh, okay, so this item's for upgrading my HP. So then it comes up saying HP. So I don't, it doesn't come up with question marks anymore. So I now understand whenever I find that. I can take that, go to the bonfire, then upgrade my HP. And sometimes you find a lot of items that I find these leaves. I don't know what these, these are for. It just has question marks next to them. So I went to the offering and it says, oh, these leaves are for you know, your stanum or whatever. These mushrooms are for your MP. These, uh, there's a few there. There's more than just three. I can't remember the other ones. But, um, well, that's how you upgrade in the game. For your potions, the potions as well. You have flasks, so you have flasks and uh, your flask de- deplete, and you have no way to heal yourself unless you find these little berries. Um, and then when you get the bonfire, all your flasks replenish. So so far, I think I've got six flasks. So you can either get them by buying them from this vendor, this merchant. The way, the way I discovered the merchant was on the map within the manual. There was this little black box with like two eyes on it and I thought, what's there? So I went in there and went in. It was just this big creepy sort of merchant guy. And so whenever you see that on a map that you find on your page, just look out for that. The little black box with the two glowing blue eyes and that's where you know, that's where, you know where the merchant is. Um, It's great. I love it. There's, there's just so many cool things with the manual. Like there was this one... This is, this is a good example actually of um, how people could get through certain parts of the game earlier than others so there's this well that you find and the way I got through the well was I happened to find this blue lantern before I went into the well but some people didn't but some people found the page for the well before they found the lantern and on the page of the well because on when you bring up the map you can actually see a little fox icon and it shows you where you are within the actual level itself mm-hmm. and on the map and on the map someone whoever had the manual previously has drawn uh, pen marks on it so they put enemy placements so the x's represented where the enemies were because it's completely pitch black if you don't have the lantern and they also drew lines of the uh, the best path to take through the bottom floor and if you didn't if you had the lantern you can see the best path to take because the, the path is surrounded by these big spikes that come up but if you don't have a lantern, you can't see that. So you'd have to go by the manual and try and follow the manual 
and follow the line on the manual without the lantern. You can get through that entire dungeon without the lantern. You can get through it just by using the page on the manual, which is really cool. So if you just happen to find that page before you found the lantern, you could get through that without even finding using the lantern at all, just by using the guide within the instruction booklet, which I think is really, really cool. So the game's kind of open-ended in that way. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it. But, like, when you play it, you could easily... Like, I feel like I'm going down... Like, I feel like I'm doing things in order. In a weird way. Like, I found the sword, then I found the shield, then I found the lantern, then I found the well. But I think I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm like, I don't know if I'm... If this is... The next area of, like, quote-unquote, the next area of the developers have in mind, or... This is like a layer area that I shouldn't be here yet. I can't tell, but the game's letting me do it anyway. So oh. I'm just going to keep going where I'm going. Just like it's like an um, actual progression that the game's telling you to do almost. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going along with it, even though it might not be the right area. But to me, it feels like the right area. Then I've I've got, I finished the four things in the area, then went into the thing that unlocked. Once I got the four things and I went into the area, and then I just had no idea what to do. I thought I don't have this mechanic yet, whatever I'm supposed to do here, like, I don't get it. Um, so I'll just remember to come back here later. Maybe I'll find a page, or find a new weapon, or a new something I can pick up that would make this make more sense. Because you can have, uh, you can equip, like, a sword or a wand. So I, you can select, you can select whatever button it goes into. It's like, you can use three buttons. Use X, Y, or B. So I put my sword on X, I put my wand on B, and then whatever I want to equip, like bombs or fire or like a sword, this knife thing that freezes people, I just put that in Y whenever I want to switch that out. I just equip it in Y and keep my magic and sword on the X and B button. So you can change whatever, you can you can make attack B if you wanted to, You can it's, all up, it's up to you. Hmm. But, um, that's quite cool as well. Yeah, I like I'm trying that. to think if there's anything else. Yeah, you can uh, decide what you want to do. You can parry with your shield, so if you tap LT, it does this little parry animation. Or if you hold LT, sorry, no, tap RT, right trigger for the shield, it does it. LT is locking on, so you can lock on to enemies and use the stick to maneuver about. A lot of the time I don't lock on. If it's like single enemies, it's just easy just to run up to them and face them and hit them. But if there's like four or five enemies, um, that's when I usually lock on, bring up my shield and try and dodge and attack and stuff like that. And the dodge is the same in like an Elden Ring where you have frames of inf- uh, infinity frames where you don't take any damage. Mm-hmm. So on the manual it's pretty cool. It says when you see dust, that means you can't take damage. So you see this little illustration of the fox jumping in the dust behind him. So whenever you see dust when you're jumping, that means you can't get hit. Uh-huh. Or you can't get hurt when you're lunging. So you have infinity frames as well. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if the term infinity frames is right, but Frames of animation where you don't get hurt, basically. It's great. It's like a little Zelda slash Souls game. Sounds amazing, actually. Mystery. Sounds right up my street. It's really good, Bill. It's like, it grabbed me in the same way the Death Store did, but there's like more to it in this than Death Store. Mm-hmm. The Death Store is a very straightforward, really good Zelda-esque, Souls-esque game. But this game goes way more into the, the mystery and the, the Souls part to it as well. Um... There's just things everywhere that I just don't get, like I don't understand yet, that I'm hoping it will just come together eventually. Yeah. It's awesome. 
I highly recommend it. That would take you up. I, I, I want to play it. I just want to try and get through Elden Ring first. Uh, that was my motivation. Was uh, I really want to spend time in Tunic because I played like two hours of it when I was still playing Elden Ring. I thought I really just want to dedicate, like, just focus on Tunic without having this burden of I really should finish Elden Ring. I'm near the end, on my back all the time. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to finish Elden Ring, and then all that will allow me to play Tunic. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I did. So I would, I would, I would play it after you finish Elden Ring. You're, you're in the last few areas anyway. The last couple of areas you're in are very quick. They're very small. So it shouldn't take too long. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping to get it done hopefully within the next week or so. Um, I think you will. I think you will. Because the area in there, the mountain at the top of the giant, is like the biggest area there is the lake. Mm-hmm. And the frozen lake and everything else is very linear. It takes you right up to the the big um, fire pit thing. Uh, I think you still need to get to the what's the the other area called? The snowy area. I need to look it up. I think there's a certain we need to have a certain medallion to get there as well. I can't remember. Oh, here it is. The consecrated grounds is called. I think to get there you have to go a certain way. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But yeah. Fairly fairly straightforward area. Definitely the smallest of the areas. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's, it's very easy to get quite through. small. Because I think I've now ex- not explored the entire area, but like you see when you find the map fragment for the mountaintop of the giants, it's just like this tiny wee bit. Um, yeah. The only bit there's like a wee mountain top that I've not worked out how to get to yet. Um, that's the only place I've not explored in that area of the map yet. Otherwise, everything else is pretty much done. I think you, the way that because it's so linear, I think you kind of like work your way up and round to it. I think. Uh-huh. Um, I just, either, either that or I'm just missing something completely, but I, I could not find a way up to the top of this wee mountain. And it was like, it looks like there's something at the top there. Um, I just don't know how to get to it yet. But if you look, it looks like there's bridges that's connecting things. So I was like, right, I must be able to. Yeah, the chain. Yeah. I must be at some point just kind of like start or run across this wee platform where that big giant shooting arrows at me that blew me off. Um, but I'll run across that and then hopefully I'll, through natural progression, I'll come back and find my way to the top of that mountain. Um, but other than that, I think I've actually, I'm actually done with that. just need to beat Commander Neil and then I'm on to the next bit to try and find a map fragment. Yeah, the consecrated grounds it's called. I can't remember how you get there. I think it's like a... I think it is through the the lift again. I think you can't get there through just by walking there from mountaintops of the giants. I can't remember. I'll have a look. Although for some reason your upload has stopped. I don't know why. No, what stopped? Your upload is just stuck at 86% for some reason. Yeah, so it's 86% for me as well. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got... It's doing something now. It's at 36. Oh, yeah. There we go. It's uploading now. Not sure what happened there. Strange. Let's let it do its thing. What's your time saying? Oh, your time's fine anyway. But yeah, Tunic, Tunic is uh, really, really good. The music is awesome as well. Um, 
a really ethereal type music as well. It's really synth heavy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You wouldn't really think when you see the style of the game. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. It's a nice, fun, happy palate cleanser. It's just a nice, nice opposite of the the misery and stress mm-hmm. and anxiety of the other <laughs> <laughs> which is enjoyable. Don't get me wrong, but it's nice to just relax and not get oh, angry. Man. Soon. I'm really excited to see how you go on and uh, hear your stories. I think it'll be quite yeah, good. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to actually giving it a bash. It's on Game Pass. I was just like... up again because I was planning on buying it anyway. And then it was like, oh, announced Game One and Game, Day One and Game Pass. And you're like, really? <laughs> really? That's interesting. It's like, oh man, this is so damn good. Once again, it proves that why it's such good value for money. It's like unbelievable. I love Game Pass. Everyone, get Game Pass for Death Door and Tunic. Bye, just for those two games. Those two. Uh, a few other games that came out. Um, Shredders, this um, snowboarding game. Paradise Killer, which is like a visual novel. Mm-hmm. Young Souls, which looks awesome as well. Marvel, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, for, uh, yep. Another another game I need to play is Far Changing Tides. Uh, it's like a nice short four to five hour game. That'll probably be the next game after Tunic. So I'll probably have that finished by next week since it's fairly short. So just a lot of really good game pass stuff. The next week you've got Ghostwire. Ghostwire Tokyo. Which I'm not 100% certain on. Some people are really looking forward some to mixed it. Reviews. Yeah, looking forward to it. The reviews are, are pretty good as well. Yeah, it's like an average of like 7.5 out of 10, which is still pretty damn good in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I'd say so. I'd say it's worth picking up for a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, might, I might get it. I don't know. Depends how... When it's got the twenty fifth is coming out, so it's coming out in a few days, four days, or th- two to uh, three days by the time this comes out. Yeah, it's Friday the twenty fifth. I might get it. We'll see. Depends if I'm in the mood for it. Yeah, uh, it was just really nice to go back on the Xbox. I've been on the PlayStation for like two months straight. Yeah, without really going on the, the Xbox much. It was nice just to. Hold that controller again. I know, I do miss it actually. We played so much PlayStation as well that between Elden Ring and GT. Yeah, GT is all well, the, the GT, GT fiasco. Hurt that whole. <laughs> God. That was bad. That was that was pretty bad. It really? Because I loaded that up. I didn't. Because I, I saw the night before that, oh, uh, they're having issues with the patch. I thought, oh, that was hours ago. I'll load it up. Because at that point, I didn't check where. And oh, it took forever to get into the game. Just to load it up. Mm-hmm. Just to load up to tell you that the server's down. Then when you click OK, generally like five minutes before it even allows you to jump into the the map. And when you're in the map, literally all you have is this course select. And you can only, you know, drive on like three courses with like five cars. So hold on a minute. Like, why is it so dependent on the servers to let me play, like go to the cafe or just do a circuit race or something like that with like all the 50 odd cars I have like why can I only select these 
three tracks and like five cars or whatever. Like, I don't get why it's so server dependent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ridiculous how long it was down for. I think it's like the lowest rated PlayStation game now on Metacritic by people. Yeah, there are a lot of people panned it as a result. Like, I, I, I genuinely like it. I think it's very, very good. But a lot of people obviously, you know, people are like huge, huge, huge fans of GT. It's pretty much all they play. And can you imagine like for two days, can't play it just because, you know, they've messed up something with the patch. I saw some people on Twitter saying, oh, I just got a couple of days off work and I just bought my steering wheel for it and now I can't yeah. play it. So, well, yeah, of course, you should be pissed for that. I would be as well. Mm-hmm. I had someone in today spend £75 on a steering wheel for j- purely just for uh, GT. So, it's like... Gosh, imagine if that was still going on he went home to oh, play no, it. Be like, looking forward to trying their new steering wheel when this happens. Right, right, right. Like, if it went offline and you could still play the game, well, that'd be fine. But the fact that it locks down the entire oh, game, it's just insane. Because it says on the front like, of the why box, does the server... like, you know, some modes aren't available in offline play. And I was just like, all right, okay, I must just obviously talking about, like, multiplayer, that kind of thing. No, it's the whole game that <laughs> no, you can't play. Some being all the features. Yeah, <laughs> some features unavailable. All features are unavailable. Basically, if you don't have the game connected to the internet, you have the, your PlayStation hooked up to the internet, don't play Grand, uh, basic Grand Theft Auto. Uh, Grand Tresmo. It will not work. <laughs> or you're just driving around the same track over and over again. Crazy. Uh, well, the thing that also outraged people was um, they've changed the credits. So you have to grind more yeah, to get more cards. Yeah, half the amount of um half the amount of credits you get per race. Think yeah, that's a that. lot anyway. But, uh, did you did you read the update on the game mm-hmm. from the director yeah. guy? Like he was like really apologetic and says, "This will make more sense later on. Aye. We don't want you to get tra- well, microtransactions." I feel like the microtransactions. On tra- Yeah, you go and go to it yeah, and read it. Because I've actually got it. The game up. I've been sitting playing it for the past couple of hours. Like, what? To be fair, like, oh, hold on, where is it? Um, to all our users, information. Right, so, to, this is how it starts. To all our users, I wanted to explain what happened in this update. Immediately before the release of 1.07, um, we discovered an issue where the game would not start properly, in some cases on product versions of the PS4 and PS5. Okay. Um, it's a rare issue that was not seen during tests on the development development hardware or the QA sessions prior to the release, but in order to prioritize the safety of the save data of users, we decided to interrupt the release of 1.07 and make a 1.08 correctional update. There is a reason for this delay, and my apologies for the late report to everyone. Um, there's also in this update, some event rewards have been adjusted. I wanted to also explain the reasons for it and our plans going forward. Um, in GT7, I want to have all users enjoy lots of cars and races, even without microtransactions. At the same time, the pricing of cars are important, and that conveys their value and rarity. And so I do think it's important to, for it to be linked to the real-world prices. Um, I want to make GT7 a game in which you can enjoy a variety of cars, uh, cars, a variety of cars lots of different ways. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
and if possible would like to try yep. to avoid a, a situation where a player must mechanically keep replaying certain events over and over again. Um, we will in time let you know the update plans for additional content, additional race events and additional features that will constructively resolve this. Pains me that I can't explain the details regarding this at this moment, but we plan on continuing to revise GT7 so that as many players as possible can enjoy the game. That we'd really appreciate if everyone would watch over the growth of GT7 from a somewhat longer term point of view. Yeah. So uh, I thought it was a good, uh, nice little breakdown. Yeah, it's like there's plans there. They've obviously went right. There is a reason why the credits are like this. They're obviously going to add in some events where you can repeat and you'll get credits for doing it, and it probably would, in fairness, then break the game. Um, like, like there was yeah, should have communicated that as they put it out. But uh, one thing I, I forgot when reading that was I didn't realize that save data was attached to the servers, but then I remembered. Um. I think they're exclusively on the servers because when I watched the Digital Foundry comparison where they compared the PS4 and the PS5 version, when John Lennon went from the PS5 version to the PS4, it took the cloud saves that were built into the game, not cloud saves within the PlayStation uh-huh. cloud. So it has its own separate cloud for saves. So you can easily transition between PS4 and 5 whenever you want. Yeah, I quite like that, actually. So it's a good feature. It's a good feature, but it's now come at a cost of buying the game. When the servers are down, you cannot yeah. play the game. Oh, and you need to buy the game twice. <laughs> Unless you bought the limited edition that came with both PS4 and PS5 version. Yeah. Um, well, I like I like that they've done that. Oh god, I've tuned a car and badly. Um, but I, um, that, that was quite bad. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do though because I think the game is genuinely a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's a Great game. Yeah. I haven't really gone back to it since because I spent a lot of time on Elden Ring and Tunic, but like, I love going through those licenses and um, See, I'm enjoying just doing the menu a books. few more things like that in the game. Yeah, where they just go out. Yeah, the menu books are fun as well. There's a lot of cool uh, races and cars you get through that as well. I noticed a lot of the cars I already had, like when you have to get three yeah. cars. For a lot, a lot of the menus I had one of the three from the licenses. Yeah. So you'll probably have that throughout. Um, yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, actually, one thing, speaking of GT, when I was listening back to the podcast last week, oh, when we were talking oh. about, we're constantly saying races and licenses. There's a lot of S's. Oh, God, we're doing that. <laughs> so there, I'll have to edit that out. So there's one thing I noticed was that uh, the S's are quite sharp in our recordings. It's quite un. It doesn't sound very mm. nice. So I've had to use this thing called a de-esser, which lowers the frequency of the S's. Uh, and that has helped a lot oh, that's good. of how the podcast sounds. So now I'm running through that, that de-esser through the, the file. And it doesn't sound so harsh now. Because um, it sounded really bad when we were talking about trophies, licenses, races, just these constant S's everywhere. It was like, oh, this, this sounds awful. <laughs> um, but thankfully that's taken care of now. Did you watch that Hogwarts yes. Legacy thing? I, I, I think it looks, I think it looks awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> it's like the Harry Potter game of was I was absolutely buzzing over it. I was like, this looks great. And regardless of your feelings towards J.K. Rowling, you have to admit, the game looks amazing. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing, isn't it? There's a lot of people there. A lot of people. We won't, we won't get into the, the politics of it. I understand yeah. why they don't want to play it, but... 
it's a very it's a complicated, complicated thing, and regardless of your feelings on it, like I was saying this to someone earlier because there was someone who was in the shop that I really like the look of the game, but I don't want to give that woman money, blah blah blah. And I was just like, regardless of how you look on it, or regardless of your feelings towards J.K. Rowling, it's still like she has created this world that is unbelievable. Like, you know, it's our childhood basically was Harry Potter, um, and yeah. see like you know the game that we've been waiting for this open world like even like the developer said that you know it's not just necessarily the hogwarts grounds you'll be visiting you'll be going to like hogsmeade and diagon alley and stuff like that as well and you're like really really whoa like i'm really really looking forward to that um but i can't boss it's not all at once but like eventually when the game is in its complete form maybe like in a year down the line or something um it's just going to be you know, basically the entire Harry Potter world in one. And I can't wait. I genuinely really looking forward to it. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I am as well. It looks awesome. Especially on these new consoles as well. It'll just See, like the whole better. fiasco as well, everyone was like, it's, you know, like people lit- are literally looking like, you know, the whole microtransaction thing again. Um, and people were like, oh, microtransaction, microtransaction, you know, there's like 25 minutes for something to brew. And I was like, or... They're going for like a bit of a realism type thing. <laughs> um, like we'll, we'll wait and see on that. And I, sure enough, it's like the developers have even come out and said we're not doing microtransactions for this. Um, this that's yeah, so where a lot of the hate is going towards yeah. GTE. Because I feel like from that director, that it's pretty obvious that he never wanted microtransactions in the game to begin with. But Sony has probably forced them to add that. Because I see if you. Um, let's let's try let's do some math, shall we? Um, brand central. Let's go here. Europe. You have an invitation from Lamborghini. Right, showroom, and then let's scroll along to right. So at the moment, there's an event on where you are invited to buy the Lamborghini uh, Ven- Veneno. Veneno is that how you pronounce it? Um, which is. The car price is 3.6 million credits. Now, I'm pretty sure this is one of the cars that Lamborghini only made, like maybe a handful of, um, like in real life. So this is what, going back to what he was saying about how he wanted cars to actually be sort of like uh, their yeah. value in real life. Reflect reflect the value and rarity in exactly. real life, whatever. So the, the car price is 3.6 million credits. So I've been playing this game now for let's say six to seven hours and I currently am. Even if I was sitting, not spending any money at all, I'd probably just be like maybe a wee bit over a million credits, if that. Um like oh. you don't you don't get much, but you still you get enough to play th- to play the game completely legit. Um without but I've I've not put any money into it. Um and I'm sitting on six hundred and fifty four thousand credits and that's just because I spent my money on tuning so and made my car worse. But anyway, um so three point six million credits. Keep that in your head. Right. Let's now go to credits. Uh, 3.6 million. Top up on the PlayStation Store. So, 3.6 million. So, 2 million credits? That's not too bad, actually. 2 million is 16 pounds. And you need 3.6 million. So, 2 million. And then you need to buy... Really need two of them. So, you're 30 quid. For a car in real life. <laughs> oh my god. 
Yeah, if you wanted, so like what, 3.6, so 700, the next one down is 750,000 credits for £8. So 750 times 2 is 1,500. Right, so you could do that as well, but you're talking more or less the same price of about 30 quid for that one car if you were to buy it with real money. And it's like, really? Wild. Really? Like, I'm not going to pay 30 quid for a car in a game. It's a bit much. You know, yeah, that's like, a lot. The guy's right, that if you if you want that car, then, you know, race for it. Um, but you naturally get your 3.6 million. You probably is that it probably will only be like a limited time event as well. But can you imagine going like I've just spent thirty pound on a car in a game that I'll probably won't use all that often? Because you'll have something else that you can use instead. Yeah, I've heard that. Well, I think it's sort of on Jam Bombcast where Jeff Kirsten mentions that sometimes cars are only around for so long. That'll be they that Lamborghini will be one of them. Right. Okay. So that's an mm-hmm. event type thing. That you will not have time. You would probably have to spend eighteen hours to grind out three million. Yeah, hours you just need to keep repeating the same track over and over and over again. Because you you get like on oh. average like what between ten and twenty thousand credits per race. So and you need three point six million. <laughs> you're there. A God, while. That's awful. I wonder what they're going to add to increase I that. Wonder, I'm curious. See, I'm worried though. That's just going to be all online. So, like, everything's just going to be on their sport mode. Oh, That's yeah. That's what worries me. I wonder. I hope not. Well, they've got to... There are the do it within See, the I like it. Or even if they just added in more, like, another area for you to go to. Like, another tent or something. Yeah. Yeah, it would be good, actually. Well, we'll have to wait and see. I'm not too fast to be honest. I'm not too bothered either. I'm not really playing it to get rear cars. And I just want to enjoy the, the game. Yeah. The racing. So I'm not bothered by cars. I just want to one enjoy thing, the game. One thing I've noticed though is that I've playing Elden Ring. I've used my right trigger so much. I think my right trigger is now weaker than my left. So your mind feels... Like the tension isn't the same? Could be. Mine, mine feels okay at the moment, but I have noticed that my controller creaks. It sounds like it's an old man now. Yes. <laughs> my this is. I don't know if you can hear this, but this is my... It probably won't be picked up by the noise cancelling, but this is my triangle button creaking. Okay, can't really hear, hear it. Ah, uh, probably noise cancelling. That's yeah, it's not picking it up, but it's very creaky, Whoa. very loud. Don't know what my car needs. A spoiler. That's what it needs. <laughs> Every car it's has just a spoiler. Like, I felt like the car was about to take off. There, I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" I'm just driving in a straight line. But yeah, GT. Yep. Good game. Used to start out as online stuff. Well, I think that's us. Is that us? Yes. I mean, a lot of news happened this week, but we've already talked a lot, so we'll just uh, leave that for an hour time. The main focus is Elden Ring. I think next week will be the last sort of main mm-hmm. Elden Ring focus. Then we'll move on to whatever's out next, or Catching up your backlog or whatever. Which oh, it's going to be doing. a backlog catch up for me. Or, 
because there's not much coming out after uh, Piggy. No, it's going to be a wee while of not much. Troglosswire. Because you've got Kirby and Tiny Tina next week. Tiny Tina's Wonderland's out on Friday. Oh, yeah, those are big games. I'm not sure about Tiny Tina. I'll yeah, as a feature one for me as well. It's just I've got too much to play at the moment and I can't justify it. As much as I want to get it, I just feel like I'll, I'll, I'll get it down the line. Yeah, there's like one or two a month that seem okay. Like, April has Lego Star Wars Saga, MLB The Show, Chernobylite, Zombie Army 4, Switch Sports. Then May has Evil Dead The Game, Two Point Campus, Vampire The Masquerade, Swan Song, Sons of the Forest, which is interesting. So Sons of the Forest and May is the only thing I'm interested in. So there's not uh, much. And June has The Quarry, which is that horror mm. game. This looks quite good. Um, the new AI Somnium Files game in June. I'm hoping I'll be playing that on my Steam Deck. <laughs> because uh, the last Q1 emails have gone out mm-hmm. for the Steam Deck. So going forward, it's just a Q2 email. So I'm hoping I'll be in early in the Q2 stuff. So the first week on April will be Q2 emails. So I'm hoping... Knowing my, my luck, I'll be in, like, June or something. Like, the last week of June, I'll get my email. Uh, but we'll see. We may have a Steam Deck in the next four weeks. Fingers crossed. You know? I hope so. Well, well that's us. That's us. Just had one technical issue with my Mac. But much technical issue? Last week. We don't have technical issues here. Everything's oh, perfect. Yes, no technical issues. There's as my Mac didn't reset yeah, randomly. Yeah, no, it didn't happen. But yours has been excellent. You haven't had any issues, so that's really good. Mobile phones, the way to go. They are the best computers. They are. Let's just face it. We don't need the laptops anymore. No, I mean, I've <laughs> the most, the most I use the less, this laptop for is this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once a week, but oh well. So, Bell, do the actual. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. See you. See you next week. Bye. Tunic. Play Breakfast. Tunic. Play Elden Ring. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>